Thanks to Feels for supporting FilmSack. Feels has me feeling better and my best every day. And it can help you too. Become a member today by going to feels.com slash FilmSack and get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Guys, before we get going with this episode of FilmSack, um, I wanted to, you know, in this weird time, the pandemic and everything, I wanted to take a second and just mention um, other people's work, things other people are up to and doing that are in our community that could use a little shout out. And one of those today is a guy named Dan. Uh, he's working on a show called Brownie Points, or that's shorthand for Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. And it's a very cool attempt at it, taking a shot at doing some podcasting, and it's film related. And uh, I would love to see him get some some love for that. So Anyway, go check it out. If you do a, a film thing like that and you want to maybe get, a, get the word out on FilmSack here, let me know. Send us an email, filmsack at gmail.com, and let me know. But for now, do go check out Brownie Points Guide to Cinema. You'll find it by just searching for Brownie Points wherever you get your podcasts. And check that show out. And thanks. Six months ago, I was made aware of a situation so devastating that at first, I refused to believe it. However... Through the concerted efforts of our brightest scientists, we have confirmed its validity. Download my blog. <laughs> this is FilmSack. Sure. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, my name is the very depths of film entertainment for all mankind, episode 460. My name is Scott Johnson. Joining me today, Brian, I assure you his English is more than sufficient for what I have to say, Dunaway. We're all going to die. Did you get it? <laughs> oh, hi. It's the end of the world as we know it. And I feel brined. Like this pickle <laughs> we find ourselves in, which reminds me. Would you like a pickle from my pocket? No. It's still warm. Not a selling point? Okay. I'll save it for later. And then we'll just see how you feel about a pickle from my pocket. A pocket pickle. I'll grow up. <laughs> also, the good news is this. If there is any good news, then no matter how sweaty I get down there, you'll never know if this pickle is any saltier because of its ride in my pocket versus how salty it would have been just straight out of the jar. That's the power of the pocket pickle. Okay, okay, enough about the pickle. Let's get into the intro. Oh, I'm out of time? Fine. Shorten intro. Dr. Gordon, bring me my booby slave so she may bring me my mingo phone. Oh, I have goosebumps. No, that's just pickle juice running down my leg. <laughs> oh my gosh, she said, it's the end of the world as we know it and I feel brine. That's amazing. Yeah. 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 My gosh, you killed it today. All right. <clears throat> Nailed it. Let's continue forward. Also with us, Randy, that is one agile limo you got there, Jordan. Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Mm. Brian. Did I ever tell you boys about the time I wrote the most successful doomsday prepper guidebook of all time? Do yes, sir. I'm sure you've seen it. Uh, we're all going to die, but everyone else first has everything I learned from John Cusack 
and a forward by Chiwetel Ejiofor, and you're going to survive if you just follow my three simple rules. Number one, always try to rescue everyone you've ever known. Mm. You'll be way less sad when they die a couple days later anyway. Some nut you heard on the radio needs saving, and the earth is like a grim reaper in Final Destination, but put that out of your head. Number two, turns out they was right about the toilet paper. They was so, so right. Number three, (laughs) dangerous things are always right behind you. So as long as you keep moving forward as fast as possible, you're going to be all right. Certain death is right behind you right now, fellers. (laughs) I see it. I see it, too. I I feel it. Always just a few feet behind you. Nipping at my heels. Finally, finally with us, Brian, no more pull-ups, Ibit. Oh, well, I wish that were true. Mm. Uh, <laughs> all right, give it a little way, further away from the microphone so I can do this right. This is Charlie Frost coming to you live from the top of Mount Clark in Yosemite National Forest, where we're going to be witnessing the last day of the United States. Yes, this is it, folks. The end of days that the Mayans predicted. And it's all going to happen just like they said it would while you all sleep peacefully in your bed. And if you're not resting peacefully in your bed, you should consider a mattress from Casper. A good night's sleep in a box the size of a compact refrigerator. Try it free for 100 days, and if you're not satisfied, you can send it back for a full refund. But you won't have time to do that, folks, because this is the end of days. Oh, look at all the pretty birds flying away. Can you hear that, folks? If not, maybe it's because you're listening to one of the fine selections from Audible. Get everything from the latest bestsellers to Audible Originals. And if you sign up using the coupon code, there is no tomorrow you can listen to your first book for free. That's audible.com. And you'd better get to listening, folks, because this is it. El Capitan has erupted into a fireball spewing volcano, and I can see that there's a huge chunk of hardened lava heading right towards me. That reminds me, it's time to thank Blue Chews for their support of the program. And remember, you heard it first from Charlie! You know he was a he was an early he was like an early adopter podcaster in two thousand nine. Early podcaster, yes. Although we literally Except in, we were podcasting yeah. for five years before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, 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 right. And we yeah, were he was hey, more yeah. like a late adopter uh, overnight radio guy. Pirate what, radio. What right. Was the, yeah. What was the guy who? I'm um, maybe he's still on. Was was on uh, uh overnight Alex and had Jones? no 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 the radio guy <laughs> from like the nineties AM radio clear channel overnight. Uh, and and got people calling in with all of their crazy. Oh, the the Arizona dude with alien talk. He was always talking about aliens, and I know who this is. Probably um, who this is inspired from. Uh, probably yeah. actually. That that's a really good uh, point. Gary, uh, David Johnston or Harry Glicken. Oh, I can't. No? Remember. I don't know, but I need to know more about Harry I, Glicken. I'm, I, I'm right gonna work. I'm gonna work this out live. So have we're you seen on my coast Harry Glicken? Coast, yeah, my Harry coast Glicken. to coast AM. You're gonna you're if you're west of the Rockies, calling blah blah blah. Hey, um, uh, Dunaway, shave your glicken. It's a little hairy. I got it. It's a little hairy. <laughs> yeah, hairy it's a little sensitive too. You got a hey, hey, Ibit. Yes. Hey, Ibit. Did yes. you warn Tina before you made that loud announcement in the house? I did. Art Bell. Uh, I actually did it. For, oh, Art Bell. Art I actually Bell. did it for her first. She was. Uh, I tried it on her. Right. And, uh, and she laughed. So she left. That was yeah. totally it, though. Art Bell. That's it. Art, Art Bell. Bell. Yeah. I remember hearing that Ring dude late bell. at night and thinking, this is whacked. What is this guy talking? Is he still doing it? He's still around? He, 
he no, he died a couple years ago. Um, he had, he had stopped Pickle being poisoning. on the radio mm-hmm. quite some time ago. Mm. Well, uh, Art, Art maybe, the, or that's what the aliens, uh, the right. alien deniers they, they want you to think. Yeah, exactly. Uh, oh yeah, he did die. Uh, he was, I recall him being in Nevada, not Arizona. You're right. It is Nevada. It was he was in mm. Per Per Trup, Nevada. Uh, I mean, he was on sand, right? Can yeah, we just do so, we pretty yeah, much I'll agree? Yeah, <laughs> he was, he was yeah. in a hot, sandy place. Yeah, no matter what, that's where he was. All right, my um, uh, yeah. my antidote to 2012 was I watched Vegas Vacation, which is also uh-huh. all of the vacation movies are streaming on Hulu. Oh, oh that's really? Great. That's great. And there's there's something about Randy Quaid living on sand that uh, oh, it yeah. just is very very reminiscent. I love I you know what people schmoo that movie don't think it's the best of the bunch or any of that I don't think it's the best either Christmas is the best but I still I think Vegas is pretty great I really like that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah well Roland Emmerich is uh what's the what's the uh What's the fake name that Rusty takes? Uh, Nick Papa Giorgio. Nick Papa Giorgio. Nick Papa Giorgio. Yeah. Giorgio. That's, right, that's yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. That guy's great. <laughs> He's very funny in another show that I can't think of right now. Oh, well, Gray, uh, Grayson. Uh, what's Grayson? Frank. Frank and Grace. Yeah. He's the oh, really? he's the son. That's right. Uh, the white yeah, son. That's true. Uh, who's the, Oh, he is, isn't he? Yeah, that's probably yeah, okay. Grayson that's, Frankie? Grayson uh, Frankie. Grayson Here's Frankie. the thing. I will absolutely never know which order... Uh, to put the names in for that show. Like, I can always remember it's Kate and Allie. I can always right. remember it's right. Mike and Molly. I will never in a million years remember who comes first, Grace or Frankie. Grace, Grace and Frankie. Grace and Frankie. Okay. I think we got it now. Okay. Frankie. What about Will and, and Grace? Will and Grace. And, Grace and Will. And, <laughs> yeah, see? Messes me up. And I gotta I gotta say, like, I, I really feel like Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda are becoming more like each other in a show where they're supposed to be polar opposites. And I'm I'm ready for them to do like I don't know to host the Oscars or something and to play each other on stage. Yeah. I want to mm. see that so bad. All right, I'm in before they die. All right, hey, uh, back to 2012. <laughs> <clears throat> so 2012 is the movie, and uh, many of you, longtime listeners of the show, will know that we have been talking about doing this since it debuted in 2009. When it came out, we thought, oh, one day, this is a film sack movie. We're doing oh, this. I would love to hear like a sound bit from that. Oh, I'm sure we do. I know. In fact, I'm yeah. sure there's like a like a, a couple of even nerdtacular live ones where yeah. it was mentioned. Right. And no I, just, I just want to do the math for you. This movie was released. It, it hit the, the theaters three weeks after we started film sack. Yeah. It was new, new. Like yeah. it was, it was at a time where it wasn't even fathomable, fathomable that we would do a movie like this. <laughs> <laughs> because it was so new like when are we ever going to get to this like it didn't seem like time would pass in a way that would la- allow us to do it but here we are you know 11 years later here we are Sorry, 2020 wishing we were 2012 almost right? 11 years yeah mm-hmm. that's weird anyway so it's time it turns out it's time it's an old movie now and mm-hmm. uh we can we can talk about it now before we get uh going too far into it part of the conversation over the years about 2012 was how much our friend and cohort and collaborator Tom Merritt loves 2012 and disaster films in general. He's a huge nut for this I, stuff. And can I just can I just ask a question here? Because I have spent the last 11 years hearing this occasionally, and I've never really kn- known if it's a work. Like, is Tom Merritt making that up? Does, like, is he, he is like he trying it ironically to, or does right? He like right, exactly. And I, and I don't think of Tom as the kind of person who likes much ironically, right? So he's not no. like he's not a big joker. Yeah. But this these kinds of things are so stalker? 
but but this is it's so objectively poker. bad that it's made me poker. it's made me question it's made me question does Tom Merritt does Tom Merritt actually could he possibly actually like the this? truth is according to him and I believe him he likes Absolutely. this because I asked him this very question he yeah. likes it unironically he loves this stuff yeah I I know Tom Merritt as well and we all know him but yes I his he loves a disaster movie yeah he's disaster movies for him are post-apocalyptic movies for me and they're kind of tightly mm. related um right. but i don't i don't love a disaster movie as much as he does also i'm a lot more picky i need them to be if i'm going to watch a disaster movie and take it seriously it needs to be serious and this movie is not that and so it tends for me to be or when they try to be serious it just falls flat because it's also so goofy for the rest of it right. um but right. he doesn't he looks past all that and is cool with it and I, I, you know, I've learned over the years to appreciate his, his taste in it. But here is here is a uh, a special okay. message from our friend Tom Merritt. I have not heard this. I haven't listened. Oh, it's about a minute long, and oh. uh, we're all going to hear this for the first time together here on the show. Uh, his contribution to our discussion today on 2012. Here it is. It's kind of weird to be talking about the movie 2012 in the midst of an actual global pandemic uh, because I have a feeling that my mood around this kind of movie is different now than it was in 2012. But at the time when that movie came out, I was nothing but excited. I love a disaster movie. I love Roland Emmerich. Uh, and I don't care about the things that usually make a movie good. So at the time... I was very excited to go. I made Eileen go with me in really bad traffic. We had to like fight for parking, uh, but I loved every second of it. I, I love, there's something fascinating about an imminent apocalypse with buildings exploding and, and uh, California falling into the ocean. And granted, uh, any kind of viral pandemic sort of uh, movie probably doesn't excite me nearly as much, but those sort of improbability, the implausible, uh, the taking of the norm and subverting it and showing what it would be like if it all falls apart. That's still fascinating to me. And that's uh, that's why I like 2012. All right. We have his official love it. His official reasoning behind his uh, his adoration of the film. And uh, yeah, and I, I'm with genuine. him with that. Thank you. Yeah. Tom. And yeah. I'm with him with that mm-hmm. as well is uh, is is always good is is we me and Scott talked about this before. I, I like to see something scary that I think is not gonna happen even though it's fun to think about it so you can kind of put it out of your mind yeah kind of it's a way to experience it without experiencing it you can have the the thrills without the actual despair you know you can uh you can i don't know i mean the the, the mad max reality i don't want that i don't mm-hmm. want that are you, you kidding me you, we want it for a minute we just want it i just want, want to see test it. our metal yeah right? or we want I, to I see what that guy, would be like yes i yeah. want to see every, what it would be like i want to express i want to explore that in my head and and people think it's a stressful film, but I find it like I. I think I, every like human wants things. to see. Just they all ask themselves, you know, could I do it? Mm-hmm. Could I do it? And, and it's a good thought experiment. It's like, could I do it? Yeah, I think I could do just it. Just do it. Yeah. And and I I can't get over the the fine distinctions between the sorts of movies we're talking about and other things that scare us. So like. I am scared of sharks, right? I think we all are. You, you you see one movie about someone getting eaten by a shark in the ocean, and it affects you the rest of your life. But a Sharknado, like that's a that's a completely different thing. Sure. And and it doesn't actually scare me. Watching the Sharknado right. movie, no. I never actually feel fear. I feel this kind of glee because it it's so far 
away from what could actually happen to me. Right. Yeah. And so, like, I, I totally. How about get this. 2012 improbable, but possible? Now, Sharknado, I would say more impossible. <laughs> 2012 improbable. Just a shade, right? Yeah. But right. possible, improbable, yeah. But possible. But here's the problem. Why this is why I think 2012 is not a great film, and I and I think it could have been. I think his other movie that we saw, which was uh, The Day After Tomorrow, is a better disaster mm. film because oh, yeah. even though it's got the probable but possible thing going as well, it takes the source material a little more seriously. And I don't mind some laughy, jokey stuff in my movies. That's great in movies. Uh, in a disaster film, it just takes me out of the any of the reality of it, of the probability of it. There's no way they're right. making and cracking those kinds of jokes in that level of... Of San Francisco destruction, there's just so the, no way. Which is why, which is why Independence Day is an objectively better Roland Emmerich film, right? Yeah, I mean, right? it's, yes, because it's because, got the because humor. It's, ludic- but... it's more ludicrous on the basis, right? right? Right. So you're not you're not as bothered by the the fun aspects of it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that I think that there's a line, and I mean, this this is just what he does. Roland Emmerich and his brother, to some extent, they that this is these are the movies they make. And they make a bunch of money, and they don't necessarily review well, and they make great film sack fodder and all of that. And I'm grateful for them that they exist. Um, but you know, I can't sit here and say this is a great movie. But I can look at it and go, special effects are pretty rad for 2009. Mm-hmm. I mean, we're that looks as good as anything we're doing today in a lot of ways. And also, uh, John Cusack uh, elevates material. I don't care what he's in; he just makes it better. I think Woody Harrelson's thing, which is short, but uh, very memorable. It's like, actually a lot yeah. longer than you think. I mean, it's like, oh, my God, well, I don't remember him being in it this much. Yeah. I mean, and I think it's oh, probably really? the, I actually felt the, like the opposite. I felt like, God, right. I thought he was in this more. <laughs> this movie uh, is weighs in, in two hours and 38 minutes, and there is a lot mm. that could be cut. And, um, yeah. I I've never seen this movie until we watched it together just now. Oh, wow. and right. hmm. I for I didn't know who was in it. Like I honestly I had no idea that uh, John Cusack was in this movie. Um, uh, like I say, we I remember that it, it came out three weeks after we started Film Sack, but uh, my son came out about six weeks after we started Film Sack, and <laughs> I just like there's a lot of details that I don't. There's a disaster movie, right? Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah. best story ever. I, I don't remember a lot of details about things like who starred in what movies from that time frame. So I, I like start up this movie and I'm like, oh, John Cusack, that's great. This is going to be great. But Roland Emmerich as an editor, and I know the movie had an editor, but the director is always a part of that process. Roland Emmerich hates the advice, that age-old cliche advice, kill your babies. And I thought about this throughout the whole movie. Like, what does kill your babies actually mean? It doesn't mean you should take the best things that you've made and edit them out. It doesn't mean that at all. What it means is if you're looking at a part of this film that you've made and the only reason for leaving it in is that you like it, then that's your baby and you need to kill it. Right, it doesn't belong. Like, if you have other reasons for it to be in the movie, right? Like, it it fits the narrative, so on. Then you keep it. But if the only reason it's there is that you like it, you kill your babies, and that's how you make a a good edit. And Roland Emmerich just hates that. Hates, hates, hates that. Mm -hmm. And is like, no, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna just have a car chase where the the thing chasing the car is the world opening up. I'm going to have two of them back to back, you know, like, 
three. I'm I mean, we have like two airplane ones and one limo yeah, one. And then, every, uh, every, uh, every Winnebago. Country. I mean, it was a bunch of them. Yeah. Yeah. Every, vehicles. every, uh, escape was always give it more gas. That was the right, answer exactly. to everything. <laughs> right. If you don't speed up, you'll die. Yeah. Exactly. Right. It was and it's like, right. and it's like, like there's a realism to in your imagination to a plane escape you get in the plane you get off the runway you climb as much as possible maybe if since you're in santa monica maybe you head out over the ocean but no no no. roland emmerich is like no these people are going to fly right into downtown la after they've gotten off the ground and then you're you know like like you you can put that aside it's not a problem as a viewer to put aside the illogic of the thing. Oh no, not at all. It's like the, the best parts of this movie are the escape from San Francisco mm-hmm. in the car, and then the plane. Like that's the best stuff. When that when they when the plane is trying to get out of SFO, and there's a, I assume that's a Bart train that's flying yeah. past them. Oh, it's great, right. man. It's oh, like right. that's that's what I tune in for. Under the train. Yeah, yeah. It's. Uh, I was surprised with how many times I've seen uh, movies like this. I've only seen this movie just once in the theaters before now. But um, but seeing, you know, all those other ones, Independence Day, uh, Armageddon, Deep Impact, they all follow the same kind of formula. I was amazed that I was actually finding uh, that at the end of those scenes, I was relaxing my hand after it had been like yeah. white knuckling yeah. during those. Yeah. And you didn't realize it. And no, I didn't funny? realize it's like, whoa, why am I grabbing right. my hand so tight? Jeez. What, what is funny, though, is I don't know if I don't know if there's a break, break it for you or not, but there were several times since I watched this critically before I would just have white knuckles, but I was actually trying to listen and see what was going on in the disaster scenes and focusing in on specific areas. Yeah, right. And I was amazed at how many times people were flying through the air with their cars, <laughs> blowing their horns. Me, 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 me. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like, like you kidding me? through the freeway. What are you, what, like no, what are you, what are you doing? Yeah. No, yeah. Are you, are you flying is- through it? You know, there's your, Fall into your death, and what you're going to do is blow the horn like me, 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 me. me. <laughs> is, it is, this is all I can do. <laughs> right. this is, that is that is all about good sound design. This it movie is, has so much good sound design because in reality, again, you put you. This is not a problem with this movie that I have, but in reality, what was happening would have been the loudest, most constant, deafening sound that you could yeah. imagine. It would have it. The sound would have been killing people. In reality, oh yeah. So they can't ha- they can't depict that. So instead, right. they depict these little ac- accessible sounds, things that you know, and they mm-hmm. depict them all the time. The trains coming through. Yeah, yeah. Awesome that way. Like this, I hope this movie won an Oscar for sound design. The sound design awesome. is pretty epic. Yeah. It's very very good. The effects work really, is great. Yeah, it, it was amazing, but it also made me realize that uh, when viewing a piece of art, you have to take a lot of liberties to convince someone's mind of something. And I'm like, yeah, I wouldn't buy it any other way, but yeah. it was ridiculous to when I focused in on it. Yeah, it's, it is ridiculous. It's, it's the, it's the definition of ridiculous in almost every way, but uh, as ridiculous goes, the first, like I say, the first 20 <laughs> minutes of the film, I think are pretty great where I really start to struggle is they, they go way too long in in pontoon land toward the end when they're in the giant floater with yes. millions of people. That stuff mm-hmm. took way too long. Everything they filmed down in the freaking uh, hydraulic pump zone where he's swimming around yeah. and they're talking was filmed with the shittiest of digital cameras in 2009. It looked bad. <laughs> right. um, and it just went so long in there. It's like, dude, okay, we get it. He's got to go turn the thing. I get the deal. Especially- and the Russian... 
especially when you consider uh usually the the problem that the protagonist has to solve is something caused either by nature or by the bad guy or whatever but he's really solving the problem that he himself caused by joining right. the by making the guy take him and his family onto the ark mm-hmm. and getting right. that and if, um, if this wasn't Roland Emmerich I would have said what is he trying to say here mm-hmm. yeah. right mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> like um, nothing yeah all these people are dying by the way because you climbed onto the boat with your friends in the back way through the through the uh, right. soup poop tunnel <laughs> and uh <laughs> You're dirty. You're dirty limo driving. Get out of here. Yeah, you both. You yeah, both caused a... the problem and saved the people in the same and, dumb and sequence. I, I'm, I'm with Scott. I was like, I enjoyed almost all this movie that was a disaster movie. I did not enjoy once they became arcs and they were looks like they were trying to set up for a TV series, whether they intentionally did that or not. But I'm like. uh I'm like, yeah, I don't need to see what everybody did on the arc. That's an enjoyable sci-fi show if if it started there, but I don't want my I don't want my disaster movie. No, the arcs were the arc, plus show. the arcs t- just took it out of the realm of possibility. Like we were, we right. were then in a place where like, over oh, in 2 years you did this, did you? Did you do this here? Okay, great. We're now on are these supposed well, to be the spaceships? And what mm-hmm. are where what's the ultimate goal here? Are they just big luxury high-tech boats until we find land again? Like I guess so, mm-hmm. but it just distracts from the point of the movie, which is everything's blown to shit. Now what? Mm-hmm. And this is right. more like everything's blown to shit. We got this fancy boat. Don't worry about it. And also Africa made it. <laughs> Don't worry about it. And so we're going right. to go it just. It kind of reminded me of uh, Contact when after the oh, yeah. the big spaceship uh, sender thing falls apart after mm-hmm. uh, UC sabotages it. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like, oh, by the way, we built another one that's hidden over right, here. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. It's like, uh, was... You took it all away. You took away my disaster also, movie. It, also, it's a whole separate movie and set of themes uh, yeah. to explore the idea that only the rich people get in. Yeah. Um, yeah. and I, and I'm fine exploring that and I, and it's aggravating. It's a great story point to be able to just piss people off and get you going and stuff. I just, just too wedged in here. It's like, okay. And it's, and it's so disconnected from what, what's really great about the film. Like what, what is really great about the film. And again, this is super, super indulgent and needed an editor, but the beginning part, the setup of the movie, like we start in India in a, an old copper mine that goes down 11,000 feet and then yeah. there's another 6,000 foot water tank. Yeah, whatever. That's awesome. <laughs> That's BS, but it's awesome. And like and that, unnecessary. Oh, mm-hmm. totally unnecessary. Could have edited that out entirely. Could have had uh, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor just be, being handed this information yeah. and now oh he's got to give it to Oliver Platt. <laughs> Right. But no, 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 no. We're gonna go show a bunch of Indians sweating in a mine. Great! Yeah. I, it's the Bathing kind of thing their where, feet. and and then like and then like we have then we have this series of scenes that were shot on location, and I loved it. The SoCal scenes were shot in SoCal. You could see there's a street in La Jolla. Well, right that's not early a stretch, on. though. I mean, it's like, <laughs> but I'm just saying. I'm just saying the the Las Vegas was shot in Las Vegas. Uh, unfortunately, Yellowstone was shot in British Columbia, but it looked like Yellowstone. It really looked like Yellowstone. It was in BC. But I'm just saying, like, that series of scenes is good. It's indulgent. It's way too long, but it's really, really good. And it's so disconnected yeah. from the second half of the film. I like, agree. There, I agree. Mm-hmm. It's like there's a there is a point where I just... <laughs> this is so funny, because I got to about where you're talking about. 
after the major disaster had completed before they were like, well, now we got to get to China. Okay, because to me, that's where the dividing line was. When they got done to the point that the disasters, you know, pushed them out and they got on the plane and stepdad made it with the half pilot's license or whatever. Gordon. Gordon. Get it right. Uh, Gordon. (laughs) I was like, okay, you know what? I think I gave this movie a bad rap when I saw it in 2009. I'm liking this way more than I thought I was going to. I'm having a really good time here. And then that uh, the second act kicked in, mm-hmm. and I went, oh, right, that's right. This is where this they is lose it. it. Yeah, <laughs> this is why I didn't like it. And so my problems, like with Tom Merritt, when he and I would argue about this movie, he was okay just letting those parts shine and the rest of it, whatever. I was never quite able to do I couldn't quite just put it out of my mind the way he could. Mm-hmm. And because- I and I really wish there was like a director's cut or an edit or something. Oh there here. is. There's alternate ending, right? Maybe not. Oh, is there? There's oh, alternate really? endings. Yeah. What happened in what the What happens uh, in the alternate ending? Yeah. Alternate ending, oh my God, I'm trying to remember. Um I read it last night. It was something I'm like, oh thank I've got God. Got it right here. So give it to us. Uh, okay, so I'm just gonna read it to you. After Captain Michaels, the Arc Four Captain, announces that they're heading for the Cape of Good Hope, Adrian uh, that would be uh, uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor, learns by phone that his father, Harry, and Harry's friend, Tony, survived a mega tsunami that struck their cruise ship, the Genesis. Adrian and Laura, that would be Tandy Newton, strike up a friendship with the Curtises. Kate thanks Laura for taking care of Lily. Laura tells Jackson that she enjoyed his book, Farewell Atlantis, and we need to talk more about that. And Jackson and Adrian have a conversation reflecting the events of the worldwide crisis. Jackson returns Noah's cell phone, which he recovered during the Ark 4 flood. The Ark finds the shipwrecked Genesis and her survivors on a beach. Oh. And now starts the TV series. Oh. Right. Which they, exactly. which they, which they did Ark. try to do. They yeah. did. They really well, did they try to do a series? Yeah. Really? Yeah, they, they, they really started the, the process oh, wow. of developing a TV series. So wait, was the series it's meant to be uh, the aftermath? A continuation. Right. Oh. It's, it's about life on the Ark and you know trying to... Uh, to, to to make it i mean on, on this I'll, by, I'll, after landing that sounds like a bad idea i guess that's why it didn't happen it never right got off the ground i'm but i'm you know it sounds like a, I, I actually would i'd probably watch it i watch it, it episodes. i mean i would watch it and it's not that far from other things like you know the walking dead or anything like that right. where, where society has to rebuild after a major calamity this would basically and, be the same thing and this sort would be of. like a good five years after Lost started, you know? Yeah, but, oh, I, but right, the, yeah. Well, the way I would look... See, here's the problem, though. The reason people would, would have the name recognition and say, oh, a TV show based on 2012, cool, I'm going to watch that. That's not what the show would be. The show is nothing no, like the no. movie. The show yeah. would be, all right, well, now we're rebuilding and dealing with it's, people on the boat and whatever, and that's mm-hmm. just a different... That's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. I don't think it would work, mm-hmm. which is probably why they So the know. European boat's going to, like, uh, dock at the... You know the southern part of Africa, and just that's gonna happen. Yeah, colonize it. Yeah, we're gonna, gonna colonize happen? Africa finally, and we're gonna. <laughs> just curious. <laughs> just, just trying to see if I'm following the storylines. You know, just now. completely uh, colonize Africa. Would have been cool if they crossed right. over with Marvel, and it was like freaking Wakanda there. And yeah, uh, <laughs> go back, turn that boat around, buddy. Yeah, turn it around. Yeah, I've always, I've always said that Chewie Edge of Four should have been a, in a Marvel movie. That guy's great. Oh, wow. mm-hmm. oh, and by the way, props to him in this movie because that dude's great. He's freaking great. He is great. I know, so good. I love him. I don't ever get tired of him. He's, you know, my favorite thing he ever did was Firefly or uh, uh, Serenity. I love him in that. But, yes. you know, 12 years a slave earned him a, 
Did he get an mm-hmm. Oscar or he got nominated? And, and Scott, he was in a Marvel movie, just so you know. What? Which oh, one? Which one was he in? He was in Doctor I'm... Strange. No. Doctor Strange? Oh, was he? Yep. Chiwetel Ejiofor? Oh, yeah. wait. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. Who he did was, he play um, in that? He was, he was, uh, oh, he didn't he like the... uh, help with the instructions? Go ahead. Randy, I'm pulling it up because I'm I couldn't remember. Oh, Mordo. He he's Mordo. Yeah. Oh, Mordo. Yeah. Mordo. Yeah. Okay. Well, then I completely forgot that that was him. Oh my god. Yeah. All right. Yeah, he's awesome, and he's he good in this. Awesome. Like with the material he's given, he's very good in this, and and mm-hmm. convincing, and all the stuff he you know he you expect from Chuatel Ejidafor. <laughs> There's no uh, consonants D? between the J and the F. No, you're right. You're right. You're right. I don't know why I do it. I can't help it. There's but. just a lot of vowels between the J and the F. Okay, yeah. so this is 2009, and I don't want to. I don't want to dwell on this too long because we've talked about it plenty of times in the past. We're in a very different place in 2020 compared to we were in 2009, and all the ladies in this film were relegated to taking naps with the kids while the uh, while the Thank men you. did their thing. I did not realize how prevalent that was until I watched it. And I'm like, come on, a man to peek is there, trash. Is there a, uh, a a Bechdel test equivalent for just you go take a nap with the kids while the men yeah, handle the situation? <laughs> it wasn't obvious until until he said, we're going to go upstairs to Sasha on the plane and we're going to go have some man discussions while you ladies and children take a nap. Well, like, this, oh, wow. I, yeah, the, this, a, a movie like this has no chance, you know, against a Bechdel test, right? Like you could, right. you could, you could pass the Bechdel test and still it's not going to have anything to do with, you know, uh, putting women forward in movies because the scientists are women, the leaders are women, the, the people driving the cars and driving the planes and driving the boats are all, are all men, 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 men. And, you know, like, it, it, like you could have, you could have had uh, Woody Harrelson's character could have been played by a woman, but no, 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 yeah. this is like, you, you know what I'm saying? It, right. Is, Oh, it, it totally it, could it, have. You know, this... you know who could have done that was what's her name on SNL. Um, can't think of oh, her name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, the wacky one. Oh, the blonde. Her name. Uh, she's blonde. Wig. She could play it so well. No, not oh, Kristen Wiig. No, uh, no, no. Ghostbusters Kate girl. Um, yeah. Kate McKinnon. Yes, Kate McKinnon. Kate yes. McKinnon. Kate McKinnon yeah. would have been an amazing uh, pirate I think Kristen radio Wiig would have been even better. Well, they would have yeah. both been uh, good. Sure, you're good too. Yeah. I could see. I would that, hate though. to lose Woody Harrelson though. That was that was Charlie Frost. Woody Harrelson's pretty darn good. It's pretty but, good. I'm a big fan of Woody when he's got a bunch of hair and he's a hippie yeah, type dude, messed up yeah. teeth and yeah. just crazy eyes. I and like he did it. this and uh, Zombieland the same year. Yeah. <laughs> Is it Zombieland the same year? Yeah, 2009. Yep. Yeah. He was having a bit of a time mm-hmm. that year. It was a little bit of a Woody renaissance. I love Woody in all things he ever does. I really, I mean, quite quite frankly, my favorite thing to ever come out of Cheers is Woody Harrelson. I think he's just mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. Uh, and who would have thought, right? You looked at that cast back in 1986, 87, whatever it was, um, and say, all right, which of these people is going to go on to have a really, really incredible career? Right. And Ted Danson, you could predict, right? I mean, Ted Danson yeah. these days is still in everything. Yeah, he still does tons uh, of stuff. I mean, he had a huge dip, but like... I, I would still, I'll bet if you put the two careers up next to each other, I'll uh-huh. bet Woody's, I mean, Woody's certainly in Woody's, film is Woody's, uh, uh, way more. Woody's line, line graph would be more consistent as opposed to the dips and highs and lows you get from Ted Danson. Yeah. Right. But nobody else sure. on there, everybody else thought they had a, you know, what's uh, Shelley Long left early because she thought she was going to make right. it in movies and it didn't yeah. really work out. No, 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 knock on her. Oh, She's great. Shelly Long, we need to go back and watch uh, Troop Beverly Hill. Bill, uh, <laughs> Troop Beverly Hills, isn't that a thing? Oh, yeah, that that's actually, thing. that's I don't actually, know if we need a, to watch it, but that is a thing. It's actually kind of a fun, <laughs> it's kind of a fun, dumb comedy. It's all right. 
if yeah. I remember right. It's been a very long time. But here's here's how those this is how your chart goes. It goes Woody Harrelson, Sam or uh, uh, Ted Danson. Ted Danson. Mm-hmm. Then you drop. Cliff, I think yeah. all the way down to like Cliff is your next. Don't guy. forget about Cliff. Cliff that's pretty good. Oh, Kirstie Alley. I forgot about. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Um, but I mean, but she's. Uh, She's doing, I think, only reality stuff these days, right? I don't think she's done any scripted stuff for for years. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's the only one. She's the only one been in a Star Trek movie, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, okay. Um, I'll, give her, I'll give her <laughs> okay. that. I guess Woody so. is the only one of them who's been in a Marvel movie, right? That's true, right? Is that true? And it's not even technically. I guess it's a Marvel Fox movie because it's Kelsey Grammer counts. Oh, Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. Yes. All right, right, he's he's up there. This would be a fun experiment, actually, to do this with old shows about. Whose careers, you know, exploded and Made it, didn't. Yeah. Right. It's like everybody. W- Don't when you were watching. That, where are they now kind of thing? Well, when you watch Star. <laughs> yeah, when you, you watch. Know, uh, I've been uh, working in these pin particles <laughs> for a while and uh, I think I can actually get to the microverse with these things. <laughs> I mean, look, if you want to rewrite Marvel stories, I'm all in, dude, because that's awesome. I Why love not? that idea. Alternate universes happens all the time. I love that idea. But um, no, uh, I was thinking about Multiverse. this with Seinfeld the other day. If you looked at that cast in 1992 or three and you said, all right, which of all these people are probably going to go on to the biggest post show career? And if you didn't count Jerry, he would just lay in his money and, you know, drive cars for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have probably been Kramer or you would have thought maybe George or something. You, no, I don't know that anybody would have picked Elaine. I, I mean, I wouldn't have necessarily. Right. But look at her now, dude. She's kicking ass. She's so great. Oh, she so with with Cheers, that's the uh, that's BB Newworth. She's had such a solid career, especially on Broadway for so long. Yeah, and she, specifically on Broadway. You know, I don't yeah. think I don't think her career, movie career, was as much to talk about as much as her Broadway career. I agree. She's, she's in tons of stuff, but you're right. None of it is like. Mm-hmm. I mean, none of them are big giant projects. There's like a long running TV show, and you find out she played a character on her. Like Mrs. What's the Madam Secretary? That show. My wife likes that show. Oh, I yeah. can't That's stand it. Oh, yeah. Uh, but it's got BB um, New Earth is like her chief of staff or whatever, and she's very very good in it. But it's not the kind of thing where you're going, oh man, did you see BB New Earth this weekend? Wow! But it's yes. this. But but well, as right. Randy well, said, it's like this really good, consistent, solid career yes. that. I would. That's Where, the kind of probably career doing I'd the want. most rewarding work out of everybody. <laughs> whereas, whereas I, if you had told me a minute before the first season of True Detective came out mm-hmm. that Woody Harrelson would be the star of a prestige television program, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I would just be like, nah, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean, he's done he's done Oscar worthy stuff in film for a long time, but it would. I, I agree. Until I saw that, I was like, wow, the range. And then. Uh, this last year, he did that thing with Kevin Costner, the Highwayman Highway movie. Highwayman. <laughs> the Highwayman. The Highwayman. The Highwayman. High Highwayman. Highwayman. Uh, it's all about women who smoke pot, and uh, it's their high women. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's a very, that's a kick-ass movie, and he is very good in it. So anyway, the point is, Woody Harrelson, that guy. He's great. Absolutely. Hey, did you guys laugh really loud whenever the uh, two old bags in the car were slowing down uh, Cusack and his family? Was that- <laughs> yeah, they tried to make me feel yeah. bad because there's a musical cue when they crash and the little kid sees it happen. Right, yeah. And like, there's okay. like a little bomb. Those two old ladies just died, but yeah. they probably yeah. would have anyway. Yeah. Right. And the way Thank I was looking at it, I know they wanted me to take that seriously, but I couldn't. I just laughed at it. I just thought, well, right. yeah. And also, they at the same time, they're doing something they're doing something so insane, which is our getaway car is a limo. 
right? And like that mm-hmm. alone, mm-hmm. It, it, we keep hearing right. the sounds of like a V8 muscle car mm-hmm. <laughs> being yeah, revved. Yeah. yeah, but it's a it's a limo, and they're in this really classic like SoCal beach community. And they drive right off the road and through all the middle of the yards. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's just like, I want to be on that. I want that to be a ride at Universal Studios. <laughs> I want to <I> do <laughs> this that. This right yeah. around the time that that viral video came out of uh, that old lady who was going down the highway. And uh, the plane was coming down behind her that was landing. Was that about the same time? Uh, I don't remember no, that I, at all. I don't remember that. What is that from? Is, it, is that a thing? Uh, yeah, there was a viral video. Remember, it was like, a, it was the first time I've ever really seen any After Effects special effects that mm-hmm. were people were making themselves at home mm. and uh i remember it just it just took the world by storm for like half a second oh no 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 i rem i remember that that's yeah that's way early like uh before anybody was doing anything cool on the internet that looked as good as like actual special effects i re- i totally remember that was it a commercial no it was like a just someone did it right because yeah, someone kind of proved that they could do it maybe uh this will get me into the movies. Yeah. <laughs> Kickstart my movie career. I think I saw a Transformer. <laughs> I don't know why I was kind of going there. Yeah. <laughs> the tone, the tone of it just, it was like a reaction. I couldn't help. I had to, I had to say it after you did it. Yeah. Right. Um, I have some, we got a little scrutiny we got to do. So hold on. Scrutiny. Uh, here you go. Scrutiny. There's some trivia that was, I don't know if I believe there's a couple of them here that I want to give scrutiny to. One is, uh, well, speaking of Kelsey Grammer, that was uh, John John Mohaney or Mahoney or Anyway, um, the nah. film was banned in North Korea because 2012 marks the 100th anniversary of the first birth of the great leader uh, Il Sung Kim, the first dude. Uh, several people were arrested for watching pirated copies of the film. Now, here's why I think that might be bullcrap. I don't think they have openings for this stuff in North Korea anyway, do they? Mm-hmm. Do they have like a, oh yeah, don't forget the premiere. Western movies. Yeah. yeah. I don't think I'm they do. I'm not there. I don't think they do. So the, again, someone out there, you got the knowledge, lay it on us. Because I may not know. It just didn't ring right to me. Now another. Michael, Michael Palin, are you listening? Yes, Michael Palin. He'll know. Wait, why would right, he know? So... <laughs> he, did a, he did a documentary where he went to North Korea. Oh, I like oh, Michael really? Palin a lot. I, I, found, I found what I was talking about earlier, by the way. 405 is a three-minute film released in June 2000, yeah. uh, produced for $300 and uh, <laughs> for uh, it was a little old lady driving a, like a, a Jeep really? or something. Uh, yeah. I remember so this. 405 oh, film. Very vague. Looking at it right now. It was, it was one of the earliest viral videos. Yeah. I remember this very, very well. You didn't describe If you described it I uh, did as not describe it actually it well. is. Yeah, it's yeah, now it's ringing a bell now. It's worth it's worth tracking that down if you haven't seen it. But I was I was curious if it was like in in a related time frame because that that scene felt very much like that. I mean, if nothing else, it gives you. I thought like, it was an old as, lady. Wow, as soon I remember that totally the video, mm-hmm. You know how old it is because it's uh, three by four as opposed to widescreen. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it wasn't an old a, lady at all. It was just a guy. Oh, wow. I was really confusing that stuff. Hey, forgive me. It was 2000. Well, that's weird because 2000. You, you conflated the uh, old lady that slows down yeah. Ferris Bueller from getting home. Uh, <laughs> or Ferris so. Bueller's dad from getting home to bust <laughs> Ferris Bueller at the end of. Wayne, did you say it was 2000 was the year? 2000 was the oh, year. Oh, that's, yeah, why, it's four, that's why it's 4-3 because 2009, we were all yeah. widescreen by then. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. All right. Huh. Here's another piece of scrutiny. Scrutiny. The character Jackson Curtis, played by... Uh, uh, what's John Cusack is the real name of 50 cent, but flipped Curtis oh. Jackson. 
This is his name. Now, this is why I have scrutiny. Uh, Executive producer, co-writer, and director Roland Emmerich is a big fan of the rapper 50 Cent and wanted to have his name in the lead character named after him. No, I don't know about yeah, I don't, that. I don't, I don't, that. That seems a bit of a reach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, do you see him sitting around? He's got $200 million given to him <laughs> yeah. to make this movie. And he's like, guys, one thing that's just got to happen. I don't care what else happens in this movie. Make sure we name him after Curtis Jackson. <laughs> Or, but we'll just sweep it around so nobody knows it's 50 Cent. Because, right, man, I love 50 Cent. Like, there's no way. No way. That's Doubtful. Horseshit is what that is. All right, this one yeah. sounds real, though. In an interview with USA Today, Roland Emmerich said that this was the final disaster film he was ever going to make. As we all know, that was a lie. But he said, right. uh, he said, I said to myself that I'll do one more disaster movie. It was before this one. But I had to end all disaster movies, or that would end all disaster movies. So I packed everything into this one. He ended up doing several more, including Independence Day Resurgence, which yeah. is garbage. Uh, he also did, uh, what's that other one? This this one did include almost every one of them uh, that I could think of, except no Towering Inferno. I mean, I maybe this wasn't time, but there's plenty of buildings burning down. I mean, you could have definitely had, had them trapped in a Towering Inferno trying to get to a, a rooftop, but. Not included. Well, I think I think White House Down counts, Scott. Oh yeah, and, it was definitely down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I think uh, Midway counts. He didn't make those though. Who made those? No, that's not Nolan Emmerich or Roland Emmerich. Uh, hold on, did he well, direct or write? Oh, maybe he. You know what? You're right. He did it. do Midway. That just happened. And Midway was great. That just happened, and that it was wasn't great. Really, it was like yeah. all these different celebrities all stuck in different parts of the world, and and little disasters. One of them uh, foresees a disaster coming about the bombing of uh, Pearl Harbor, and then they all kind of come together. No, I'm just kidding. That's just the formula of every other. Yeah, <laughs> Roland Emmerich film. It actually was really good, but that right. Oh my god! In Roland Emmerich the movies, exactly. there's yeah. In every Roland Emmerich movie that's about a disaster, there's always like uh, it always starts in one lo- remote location, and then it's like, mm-hmm. and then it's like, meanwhile in Washington, mm-hmm. meanwhile in L.A. Mm-hmm. Oh right. God, yes. Please. And it's little clusters Stop of, of uh, A and B list celebrities in each location, and you know at the right. end of the movie they're all going to be in the same place. They're all going to survive because they all have to get to the same place. And uh, oh, the coincidence level was just too high for oh, me. Lots of times. So and, much. He's like, oh no, here comes Air Force One. We're going to get hit by the Air Force. <laughs> right. well, how is the Air Force One even? Get out of here with that. Yeah, Ark is about to hit uh, Mount Everest. Uh, just last second. Uh, we'll get those engines going. We'll get out of here. I don't know yeah. a battleship that that uh, landed on top of Danny Glover's character, President Thomas <laughs> Wilson, but uh, I'm sure it was like the Ronald Reagan or something. Or yeah, whatever. I don't probably know what it was. was. I'm sure it was. It probably was some famous yeah, thing that landed on him. Exactly. Yeah, there's too yeah, much of that. But on. but Roland Emmerich loves that. That, was, that yeah. was my biggest problem with the original Independence Day. It was like, oh, Will Smith just happens to find the president's wife while he's running through this town where everyone's dead but them interesting right. like how they 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 he loves that and i kind of wish he didn't love it as much as he loves it because i would I like it okay it. occasionally during the movie go oh that was kind of cool but when it happens every single scene you're like okay there's yeah. a right. there's a hand right. here there's I a hand to, here controlling it i yeah. need to cap this bit with a trope alert <laughs> okay so the president is black and cool <laughs> the governor of California has a strong Austrian accent and used to be yeah. an actor. Mm-hmm. The president of Russia looks exactly like Brezhnev. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I could go on. Yeah, It's so weird how Emmerich cannot help himself, but yeah. but do these, like, celebrity lookalikes. How can Schwarzenegger mm-hmm. not have a ticket to the boat? I didn't understand <laughs> that. Yeah, that seemed wrong. Because... 
Because that was Schwarzenegger in face only. His voice is like the, whoever uh, actor oh, they yeah, found so, yeah. his voice. <laughs> He left somebody yeah. behind. These disasters are something going to happen. I don't even think it looked like him. I think it was a terrible impression from well, top uh, to no, bottom. They, no, they used actual uh, Schwarzenegger no. footage. No, Hold on. no, not, no, not video, right? I mean, audio. I right? thought Maybe that was like I thought they took was an it? actual oh, like press hell, conference of his. Hell, there's no <laughs> way. I looked at that so closely. There's no way that's Can, him. I think really. They, I yeah. thought they just like. Uh, Forrest gumped his mouth to move uh, with the, oh, the, the, the weak yeah. impersonator. That's what you would do today. It would have been. It would have been here. preferable. Can, it it would have been better. Can I please have some more Jose Jimenez? Yes. <laughs> California. It was so good. Yeah, it was very good. I haven't heard that in a long time. That affectation, very nice. Um, but yeah, like uh, it's just terrible. It's just not good at all from top to bottom. Pretty sure that's an actor we know from other stuff. I think he's like. Um, Oh, did they credit him in here? Let's see. Uh, I can't find yes. it. Yes, yeah, they? he's in the credits. Okay, it's. it's... What, did they call him Schwarzenegger? What do they call yeah, him? Probably said Governor of California. See. Probably, I doubt if they said it was Schwarzenegger. Uh, they just said actor. Then during the film, they didn't yeah. really. Uh, Lindell Lindell Grant is the name of the actor. Okay, I think that's him. Hold on, uh, click him. I can't find him. <laughs> click him. Click him. Click him. Lindell Grant. Why can't click I click him, him, Randy? Click him. For some reason, I can't find Lyndall Grant here in the in the credits, but I'm blind, I guess. Hold on, Grant, because I I'm, I think I know who this is. Yeah, this is here we. Go. Oh no, it's not who I think it is. All right, well, yeah, but that's the dude's. Whoever that is is not. He doesn't look like Schwarzenegger, and he sounded no, terrible. Definitely doesn't sound like him. Yeah, I'm looking to see if uh, in uh, Schwarzenegger's IMDb credits to see if uh, in his self, you know, where he plays himself. Probably cost right. I could have sworn that was like a, it looked like real footage that they just tried to get the mouth to, <laughs> the mouth to match up. So was, was Randy Quaid, uh, was Sasha the Randy Quaid of this movie? Did you feel mm -hmm. like, you know, he made the greatest sacrifice? Or like he that. really, and he really didn't have to, right? Cause he, yeah. he landed as like, shoo, I'm going to sit here and celebrate oh, oh, in the cockpit shoo. for a good two or three minutes. And yeah. then, all right, well, I think, uh, maybe I guess I'll good, start Sasha. getting good Right. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha's I mean, going to totally. land this plane. Sasha, he kept talking about himself. I love when the guy used himself I, in first person. That was great. Yeah, I'm gonna say no because this movie has an enemy that can't be fought, much less defeated. Mm. Right. It's just it's a constant attempt to preserve human life. This movie, right? Yeah. And, and, and none of them died like a hero's death, right? Sasha right. didn't really die. He died mm -hmm. as hero's death, but it wasn't you know him falling, and it was, it was pretty rough. Also, uh, yeah. Gordon. Gordon, who uh, who you know redeemed himself there, you know the 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 booby guy. He uh, he, <laughs> oh. he died most most agree oh just terrible. Yeah. I hate to think about getting ground yeah, up. Yeah, like and again, it wasn't a not a hero's death. Like he mm -hmm. basically died because he just got too close to the Oops. gears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oops. Yeah. Exactly. And 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 also, oh, I don't know. I have mixed feelings because. It turns out he was an okay guy. He was all right. And he was treating right. those kids good. You know, he was being a good stepdad. And then he dies and like, all right, well, I guess we're back. Me and Amanda Peter knocking boots again. Let's go. I, right. Right. I kind of, I kind of had forgotten what happens with the, with those characters. And I thought, yeah. oh yeah, look, he's kind of chatting up uh, Tamara, the, the uh, Russian booby lady. Right. And uh, he's probably going to like, they're probably going to realize that those are the people they belong with and they'll split up and kind of pair off into those directions. But yeah, I like, I like to think that the first draft of this film, they really did do spaceships to escape the planet and not an arc and that 
and that Gordon had to also fly the spaceship. Mm. Just just kept escalating. <laughs> it was like, <clears throat> oh, I only fly Gordon single planes. Right, single prop, no. keeps getting longer and longer right. with uh, flight training. Yeah, it's like, okay, single prop, I can fly that okay. No, two, don't, no. two prop, no. No, oh, a big Russian jet, no. Spaceship, forget you people. Hey, remind right. me, uh, the captain of the Ark, though, that actor, he's awesome. I yeah, freaking awesome. love that so dude. Much. Yeah. He reminds me a little bit of Dexter's dad, but I've been watching Dexter, so that's kind of the problem. We're talking that about uh, an actor named Stephen McHattie. Yeah, uh, he has a he has a photo on IMDb that is just, uh, it, uh, it looks like <laughs> his photo wanna, on IMDb. <laughs> his photo on IMDb yeah. looks like it was. It was him in a recreation video game. Like okay. he, his, he played a character in a video game in Resident Evil. Right, right. And they took a, and then they took oh, a screener from, from Watchmen, also the same year. Yeah. Oh, oh, the movie Watchmen. Okay, the movie Watchmen. Yeah, but why? Like, oh, he was an old is... version of the. Uh, oh, that's right. The um, the owl, owl guy, right? Yeah. The was it the owl? No, yeah. I thought. Seriously, the owl played the old version of the owl. Stephen McCaddy <laughs> is is a successful actor with over two hundred credits. That's what I said. He, he's been everywhere. He, he works a lot. Yeah. His photo on IMDb is garbage. Yeah. I don't understand this. I don't either. He's great. I love that guy. Just there's something. He's very he's got, got a Lance Hendrick, Henriksen kind of vibe mm-hmm. to him. Who, yeah. who at first I thought it was him, and I went, wait, I don't remember him being in this, and then I calmed down. You know who I love? You know who my favorite character is out of all of this? And I'm not even sure what his name is. He is the um he's the he's the helmsman who is at the button. <laughs> you that mean, guy uh, You push guy that button. Don't you push ears. that button? You yeah. push that button. Yeah. I'm not pushing the, guy, the button. The guy covering his ears when they're about to hit the Yeah, uh, yeah. That, was he the same Mount guy at the button though? I thought it might have been a different guy. I, could, I wasn't sure, but he was just sitting there and they everybody was yelling at him to push the button to turn off the comms or not turn <laughs> off the comms. Yeah. It's like no, he's oh great. God. He's great. Well, I, I love a character like that anyway. You get Oliver Platt yelling at you. By the way, is there any doubt great. that Oliver Platt would be our toilet paper hoarder in this film? Oh, good oh, Lord. Absolutely. He's your toilet paper hoarder for sure. And that's funny because Oliver Platt is, I thought my memory was that he Perfect. was one of the good guys. He's a complete douche in this. No, no, he, he's not yeah. a douche. He's he's, he's a realist. A I, I think he's, no, he's not a douche. He's got a, he's the, he's really the <laughs> voice of reason. I mean, I I I I kept feeling like you know what he's doing what has to be done to ensure the survival of the human it's race. What like, it's what he thinks right, has right. to be done. It's what he thinks has to be done. Right, right. Well, I'm not saying he, I'm not. I'm just saying his motivations seem pure, even if he is. He's looking at he's looking at the scale in a different way than everybody else is, or a lot of the people. Because I'm pretty sure that the bastard butthole oligarch is the only one <laughs> that we can actually say made a bit of a heroic death because he saved his sons. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah. he threw his son up. Uh, yeah, boy, if he would have missed, his son would have oh, had longer man. to fall yeah. than he did. <laughs> he right? would have had a whole body length worth of extra fall. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that scene that's, that scene plays out very differently. The kid hits first. The big fat dad lands on him. It's going to be bad. <laughs> right, exactly. Perfect oh example, though, of a scene that could have been cut, and you could tell that Emmerich himself just loved it. Was the boxing match that that oligarch mm-hmm. storms out of because he gets a text. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, I I guess it gives you a thing, right? Like you get to see the boxer get hit because he's distracted by the exit. Right. Well, the, but it's 
But it's like, what is that doing in this movie? Yeah. Why is this here? Yeah, yeah. right. And <clears throat> you're a pretty crappy boxer if one guy leaving, even if he is your manager or your whatever, uh, leaving is the thing that distracts you from the actual yeah. boxing match you're in. Yeah. Yeah, at the most, he's like owner, right? Like he's a, just a rich right. owner guy. Those oligarch guys just right. own things. Um, I was going to say that the, this, is, this is kind of their, their attempt to do Titanic stuff um, where you create little side things that don't have a big impact overall but they're just like little fillers so for me that's the two cruise ship guys as well it's like um right. sure you know one of them's the main one of the main characters dad but for the most part that's just another way of saying and over here unsuspecting cruise ship people are about right. to find we, out what it's we gotta like care right we gotta we mm-hmm. gotta care when when the ship goes over right so we and yeah i mean it's necessary I just don't. I think we had too much, too much connective tissue. Do you know like who every I, time you turn yeah, around, everyone's it's like, connected. Oh, yeah. I, right. What's that? Mm-hmm. It's like everyone's connected. I, hey, I know that yeah, guy in the I, sewer thing. I read uh, your book. Oh, yeah. That's my daughter on that plane. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's a yeah. little. That stuff is so Nolan, uh, Nolan Emmerich. But but uh, what I was going to say about that though. Shoot, I forgot. There was something I was going to say. Something about it's so thing. it's so ridiculous. I actually want a triple alert on this. Oh, I'll so give ridiculous. I'll give it to you. Here it is. You're a famous scientist right now inside the building at Yellowstone working on figuring out when the world is going to end. Some Yahoo and his kids were out on top of a bubble pit and have gotten brought over by the the cops. And you're like, oh, no, right. I'm going to go out and speak to him. I need to go speak to them. I need to go speak to them. <laughs> yeah, I thought that no, was so hard. Yeah. Give me a break. Yeah. Like, it was stuff like that that just, like, it turned me upside down. I'm like, is it, what is this movie trying to say? And it's like, no, it's not trying to say anything. It's it doesn't trying to, have an it's idea. It's trying to fill time. Out. It's filling time is what it's I know what I was going to say. I feel the bo- – here's the character I feel the most bad for. Because we talked about, you know, uh, Gordon getting chewed up and the gears and all that other stuff. Those are all tragic, horrible things. The biggest <laughs> – the biggest bummer for me, though, was the pilot he had hired to to wait for him at the airport while he went and got his family with the limo oh, and then came right. back. Oh, yeah. And that poor pilot was just dead. That was yeah. it. How, how did he get? He's like in the middle of nowhere pumping gas, and that he, you know, just hand, random. Uh, yeah, the hand of fate was yeah. after that guy. It was like yeah. now he might have been in last week's movie with Final Destination. I think he someone, was. Oh. Someone do. <laughs> Someone gives you like a three thousand dollar watch or something. Like, get the plane ready. I'll be right back. Mm-hmm. Right. You just you just get on the plane and fly away. By the by like, the way, I would totally not know that was a three thousand dollar watch. I'm like, whatever, man. As soon as he walked out the door, throw that watch away and just keep on going. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, and I feel like John Cusack's character would have sold that watch a lot sooner. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> he would have needed that money a lot sooner than than just saving it for. Uh, for a pilot, uh, it was it's kind of fun, by the way, to to think of John Cusack's character as basically the continuation of Lloyd Dobler, like basically <laughs> yeah. Amanda yeah. is the grown up version of the the woman he was chasing and say anything. Like Finally that. got her, that. but got focused on his career. Yeah. Kickboxing didn't work out, so he turned to writing. And uh, that's great. That's actually really great. I like <laughs> doing that. I did this last night. I was wa- don't ask me why, but after all this, I couldn't sleep, so I watched uh, Train. Oh, to how Bus- could you? I started watching Train to Busan again. It's a great, oh wow! It's a great movie. Jeez. I know. I know. <laughs> that's a that's a great right before bed movie. That yeah. is the movie equivalent of a bowl of hot ramen right before bed. <laughs> a little, a literally a bowl of hot, well, Korean ramen, I guess. But uh, anyway, the, I was watching that and I realized, oh, I th- I'm going to just go ahead and assume in my head. I'm sure it's not true 
But the zombies in that thing, the rage virus zombies in that thing, are identical to the way they behave in 28 Days and Weeks Later. Mm-hmm. I think it's shared movie universe, those those movies. So mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. I like doing that. So John Cusack, maybe he, maybe this is all just after he gave up his gross point blank uh, hitman career. Oh, and he, oh, yeah. yeah. You know? Right, and, and Amanda Peet is basically the, the, the mini driver you know, character in a new in a new shell yeah or she she got in so much trouble trying to save silverman that she finally just gave up and settled down with a family like <laughs> i liked it i like that kind of stuff and by the way i yeah. forgot i didn't know that was amanda pete until about three-fourths through this i didn't i don't know why right. i thought it was somebody else i like her but whatever. did y'all feel the batman moment when uh cusack had to decide between robin and batman when he was trying to save uh the two people and he let gordon go oh uh, who was yeah. the one he was saving? His son? The, uh, no, no, no. He was the, saving. He was saving the guy. The guy that, the monk the, oh, the monk dude who's in everything. Oh, no, 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 by the brother. way, oh yeah, it was, it was his brother. Him. But but the the guy that wasn't going to let him in and then finally did. He's in all kinds of shit. It's mm. his name. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll have to find that. But anyway, uh, yeah, that was kind of Batman Robiny, or you know, like right. got to make a choice. Make the Sophie's right. choice is what it save is. Save Maggie Gyllenhaal or save uh, Two Face. Yeah, there right. you go. <laughs> I was thinking more like. Uh, which Batman was it where the the uh, Batgirl and Robin were both in, and it was so terrible? Which one was it with the uh, with Clooney? Wasn't it Clooney had to make that decision? Oh, I don't remember right. that movie at yeah, all. That Batman and Robin. Out. I think it was that called whole... Batman and Robin, wasn't it? Yeah, blacked out that whole movie. We gotta watch yeah. that. We Have we done to... either of those? No, uh, we've done Forever. Schumacher? We did Forever, which is a Schumacher. Okay, or not Forever. We what's did... the one? What's the one with Val Kilmer? We did that one. Uh, uh, Batman for, and Robin? And, no, that's Batman. No, no. Batman and Robin's the one with... It's Clooney. Uh, it's Clooney. Clooney. Uh, yeah. That's Schumacher's last one. And that also had Schwarzenegger in as Mr. Freeze. Yeah. Right. Uh, we, wow, we he was have in, not, that, in this. We have mm-hmm. not done Whichever. that. We should do that. <laughs> Whichever one we haven't seen, we should see that one. Yeah. It's Batman and Robin. It's the Clooney one. We should do it. And that's the best one. Uh, that's oh, right. That's uh, it. It's oh, the best one. What? Oh. The, best, the best of what? what's the... What's the, the best? Of, it's the best of the Clooney ones. How's that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know what? You're, it's both the best and the worst of the Clooney Batman movies. <laughs> it's the best of the Clooney ones. All right. That's amazing. That's cool. um, all right. Uh, what else? Uh, oh, hey, we bought a zoo in the bottom of the Ark of Doom. I felt like that was going on there for a second. Wait, they bought a zoo in the Ark of Doom? Oh, yeah, because right. that's, where that's where they're going to have to stay. Because yeah. they just uh, they found a way yeah. to. I forgot about all the animal that stuff. Yeah. It's funny that you think you have to take rhinos and giraffes to Africa. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, I know. I guess they didn't know they were going to be there. Well, yeah. they didn't know. That's true. Okay. Bad plan though. Bad plan. Yeah. yeah. Also, how many arcs were there? Did we? Was there a count? Six. Six, and we lost two of them or something. But lost yeah. two of them. I like. I like but the idea only... that there's some giraffes uh, getting off the ark, going. I was just here. We only. What was that all about? Could you could you at least take me back to where you stole me from? (laughs) This this disaster is global though, and we only ever see the this slice of of what's being saved. Like all around the world, presumably people have gotten onto big ships and are are saving things. Right? I thought it was only Uh, in that area because that was that was a unique geographical location that they could launch the ships from because they they had like. They were eventually supposed to have like nine or something, but they only had like three actually completed or four. And one of them went down beforehand. Well, I guarantee you that there was somewhere because this stuff happened so rapidly. There's somewhere, someplace more cruise ships or ships like them that were not caught in a tsunami wave that were just in other parts of the world that are just fine. They're just right. In fact, they probably don't even know. That's what I'm talking about. Like, again, 
kill your babies, Emmerich, but I loved the the whole thing, the setup around the Mona Lisa. And it, it like ultimately it's completely meaningless, does nothing for this movie. But I like the idea that we're just acknowledging that all around the world, people who know this is coming are taking steps. And that's all I'm saying is that the, the right. rest of the movie, you're seeing this around the world, though, you could have been telling all kinds of sto- other stories. Right. I got to say, I'm a little jealous of Randy sitting outside doing the podcast with the birds. Oh, I'm you got birds that. outside? Oh, man. I need to do that. My studio's Are you on the ark right now? Is there anything you need to tell us? <laughs> you, there's a tree right outside the window next to me, and I, I, I'm keeping the windows open. And for the entirety of this quarantine, where it's now day 30 for me uh, being here, the birds have been moving into that tree. Every day there's more birds. And it's like it's eventually going to be just nothing but bird nests. Yeah. that's uh, You're the bird man is what you are. You're I the bird like man. It. Yep. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Embrace your new yeah, Birdman stuff. The, <laughs> yeah, the birds. One, a couple of the birds tried to move into my dryer vent, and I ain't having that. No, mm. no, no, no. Because they'll a d- poo in there, b die in there, c stink in there. So, nope. right. well, so, but they won't have any static cling, which is nice. Yeah, that's true. Keep, they'll be. I keep turning the dryer on, and all these sticks fly out, and it's like you guys are wasting baby your birds. time. They're trying to make a nest. Sticks and baby birds flying out. (laughs) (laughs) Little eggs smacking. Nothing. (laughs) A little tiny egg with a little yolk on the floor now. Oh man! Trying to not give them enough time to lay eggs. That's probably good. Uh, By the way, this is the second movie that features John Cusack as a limousine driver. The first was 2003's uh, Identity, and then Amanda Pete. By the way, was in both of those movies. So that oh, I didn't make those connections. You're right. You know what? I think. I it, I think I approve of the limo in this film because it made it so much more fun watching a limo try to escape this because I've never driven a limo, mm. so I have no real like connection that I can convince myself it could or could not navigate those streets. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I kind of liked it. Yeah, it was a. I I mean I know it was unrealistic, but I actually I, that's my favorite stuff. That whole escape yeah. from uh, from L.A. thing was. Better than mm-hmm. better than the entirety of like San Andreas, which was supposed to be like oh, this. Oh yes, mm-hmm. San Andreas is bad. You guys just it put really it out there. Bad. It's not a great movie. Actually, okay, worse, so worse I, than I, this. I will, uh, worse than oh yeah, yeah. I think so. I think this is a better better movie with all of its flaws. For, it's a better the movie half, than San right. At Andreas. least for the halfway point, uh, the first half of 2012 is way way you, better than San Andreas. I don't even know so. if you can compare the two. They both one of them's really more action than disaster i don't know if that one it might be why it, i'd classify it almost it. yeah it almost doesn't seem very disastery we're not really really, really too concerned I feel like it's absolutely disaster i mean it's eh, a gigantic earthquake happen, that sucks but, everything yeah. into the ground or blows it off the coast i mean it's pretty disastery things happen <laughs> things well, happen. yeah things there's some things that happen where things happen yeah don't worry about it i don't know i mean okay you guys have to guess what uh the uh <laughs> The gross moment oh, was for me. The most. Yeah. Well, God, it's got to be the pickle waving around yeah. with Woody yeah. Harrelson. Could it be anything else? <laughs> yeah, that's one. Of, it's another thing. Uh, the pickle stuff was fine. His pickle diet. If he, if it, he would have eaten the pickle, that would have been the thing that grossed Scott out the most. But, but John Cusack wanted, did not eat the pickle. No, he didn't eat. His so, pickle. so is that? Is this okay? So every every character that cheap trick on a, a character, of course, is to go make them do something weird. And is you know how do we easily portray that? Well, this guy's a real p- 
pickle freak. Well, I'm worried about his sodium intake. It's a lot of sodium, but it's also pickles are good for you, your guts, if you don't overdo it. If you don't have a whole refrigerator full of. If that's all you're eating, that's a problem. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a problem. Exactly. Yeah, but but a good a good pickle here and there is actually really good for you. But he's yeah, he's. I do eat a lot of pickles. Yeah, pickles are good. I made well, my we made good. our own kimchi last week in the in the shutdown. It's a and it's all pickled and fermented now, and it's fan freaking tastic. And eat pickled things, everybody. It's oh, Randy, I saw your donut by the way. <laughs> I love you had a donut. I love I Randy's donuts. donuts. Oh, Randy's Donut, right? The yeah. big giant oh. uh, sign. <laughs> right, Here goes Randy's Donut. I thought Randy put a picture on Twitter of his donut this morning. Right. How did a donut shop become one of the most iconic visuals in L.A. Right. in so many movies? I think mm-hmm. the I think the Simpsons help with that. Even though Lard Lad mm-hmm. is not is not Randy's Donuts, it's got to be modeled after. Oh, yeah. Randy's Don't donuts. you think? That big giant per- mm-hmm. uh, pink donut's got to be. Mm-hmm gotta be totally agree Plus, well and they and wanna... they play they play two ends of that they make it randy's donuts and and uh big big boys at the same time because it's got the big fat kid holding it with the suspenders <laughs> on and like like right. remember in iron man yeah. 2 when he's just hanging out it laying on the donut eating a donut yeah yeah, yeah. yes <laughs> i do remember that although iron man 2 is a really bad movie and no one should like it it's a bad movie <laughs> mm-hmm. better than 2012 yes Yes. <laughs> I mean that one. I think we can all agree on. It's a shifting. So it's a shifting scale. So yes, yeah. it's definitely better than this. Um. All right. Uh. What else? What else? Oh. Uh. uh the car. I, I just wanted to make note of this because I thought it was cool. The idea that you had to hurry up and get your cars out of that massive plane, that cargo plane, mm, right, is right. That is a get fun idea of just chaos. It is, and it's funny because again, um. The way I, the the Mandela effect or how I thought I remember this movie is that they were going to say, "Oh no, there's too much weight." That's how we're going to, you know, solve this gas pro this uh, fuel problem. Is there's too much weight in the plane? We've got to just let all those I didn't cars even go. Think about that. I mean, the, yeah. in in the end, it didn't matter because everything had moved anyway, right? Because mm-hmm. their their original directions were incorrect because all the landmass oh, had moved. Right. Right. Yes. But, uh, but yeah, still, you think like, all right, we might that. be able to make it across the Atlantic if. We right. just open up the hatch and drop all those cars and, no, and Russian. Oh, no, I, you I got mean, my car, Sean. My cars. No. no, my Bentley. I'm inviting Ibit to my uh, disaster plane movie <laughs> next time I'm there. And Sasha didn't smart. have to die. And he and Tamar could have gone on to live a, a lovely, happy life together. Right. <laughs> Sasha needs to pull up ass of plane or whatever he said. Did I? <laughs> yeah, I his, love that. His right. stupid God, I accent loved that, great. I loved that Russian plane. It was just so gorgeous. <laughs> to, every shot they had was just so gorgeous of that plane. It, it was, was really cool. Beautiful. Big yeah. cargo planes are cool anyway. I love mm-hmm. how big they are inside. It's like a football field in there. But um, the, the voice, so here's the thing I noticed. When he did the voice activated Bentley, I uh, in 2009, <laughs> I would have gone, Pfft. Come on, yeah, that's yeah. really Please. fake. Today, eh, it might, you might do it. You might have that today. I mean, you voice could. actor. I don't know. Like, don't know does that kind of make but... it a lot easier to steal a car? Like, uh, I have a recording of the driver. Gonna, well, the idea is that it only that the idea is it only uses your voice. So that part's probably a little still far fetched, or you could fake it too easy nowadays. But but the tech is there. Like you could. So why it. even have a ignition switch at all? Then I didn't understand that. Yeah, that's dumb. It's right. dumb. It's there's still a lot of cars right now. As long as you've got the key within a proximity, there's just right. a button to push on the dashboard right. to turn on the car. Yeah. But re- always remember Nolan Emmerich's the guy that told us that Jeff Goldblum could infect a giant spaceship with a virus from a MacBook 
from a hypercard stack. From a hypercard yeah. stack on a on a on a Mac or excuse me, uh, what were they called back then? MacBook. SC, uh, a compact. Oh, what was it? It was, no, it, was the... a, it was a Mac, but it was like a System Seven ancient thing. And they right, no, them... no, the 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 type of um, lap, Mac. Mac laptop it was. I thought it was something like a Compacta or a. Hmm. Uh, what was that called? Power Duo. Wanna... The Duo, Mac Duo. Mac Duo. I just want to. I want to stave off the screaming for certain listeners. It's Noah Emmerich, Scott. And I keep saying Noah no Emmerich. Sorry. Noah Emmerich did not direct Independence Day. Roland did. I know. They're brothers. I mix them up. But he co-wrote it or did some shit with it, right? He was in it. Or he had probably. something to do with it. I'm sure he probably did. And he, he directed the, about it, right? He directed the new one, the the Resurgence one, which I have not seen. Hmm. Uh, I wonder how that is for films. <laughs> that might be worth doing. <laughs> I mean, right now, I, let's do it. I think we're at, well, let's see. So of these Emmerich movies we've done, so we've done Godzilla. Randy, we did this. We did Day After Tomorrow. We did uh, Stargate, which apparently he is redirecting in 2021 what, really? or something. Yeah, that's <laughs> happening. Biting him back? Yeah, that's happening. That bums me out. I would rather was, someone else try it. By the way, was so. it a power? I think it was a power book duo. <laughs> yes, oh, a power book it. duo. That's, that's it. it. Yeah, System 7 um, on there. Right. Oh, yep. So hey, Randy, scroll, I think, ball. Yeah. <laughs> Randy, I think you're the only one that hadn't seen this film going in, correct? Yeah, and I also I also haven't seen any evidence that Roland Emmerich has a famous brother. I don't know who that. Why do I have who, the Emmerichs? Why am I thinking of the Emmerichs and that they're brothers and they work together? If I had, if I am I Mandela affecting this dude? So Christopher Nolan works with his brother all the time. Hmm. Hold on. Let me look at the trivia. Nolan. Well, there's a yeah. Noah Emmerich, but yeah. he's an he actor who's an American, in the Truman an American. Show. That's what he I was, was thinking. The, yeah. yeah, the friend of uh, Truman in the Truman Show. Yeah, I just assumed that's what he was talking about. He's the SD or the CDC guy in uh, right uh, first in Walking, of Walking Dead. But he's Dead. Not, I don't think he's directed anything. Okay, hmm. let me let me look here. He's not related to Roland Emmerich, according to the Wikipedia page. Right. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm not thinking of him, the actor. I'm thinking of an actual brother who who co-writes and sometimes directs. Like Cohen brother style, except shitty. Mm-hmm. Right. right. Um, yeah, I don't know. Why do I not know? Why are you thinking of Michael and Michelle I just, Bay? I think you're thinking of, of Christopher and Jonathan Nolan. I really do. Are you thinking of Wolfgang be. Emmerich? How about Andreas Emmerich? Those things rank, ringing. This is actually. This no? is actually. Gustav Emmerich. This is actually blowing my mind. I'm not kidding. Like I'm actually mind it blown here. Hey, I could I could have swore it was an old lady driving that car in the 405. So <laughs> they say that uh, you know uh, the memory is the first thing to go. Scott. I am I right. am absolutely from the universe where it was Bernstein Bears. I yeah. I promise you, when I was a kid, they were the Bernstein Bears. Not the, not the Bernstein. Are you thinking of uh, Wes Anderson and Paul Thomas Anderson? No, I'm not. I'm not thinking of the <laughs> Russo brothers. I know all these guys for whatever. Uh, who are the dirty ones that do the dirty movies? The Duffer Brothers? The, the dirty ones. Who are the ones the that did brothers. Kingpin and um, uh, oh, uh, the Farrelly Brothers? Farrelly Brothers. I'm not thinking of them. I'm telling you. Okay, I'm looking it up. He's German. I think you're thinking of the Property Brothers. That's what I think. I <laughs> <laughs> you the Brothers Karmazov. How about Toby Emmerich, a screenwriter and current chairman of the Warner Brothers Pictures Group? I'm telling There's you. a lot of Emmerichs. I'm telling you, Roland. Sid and Marty Croft? <laughs> Roland Emmerich does not have a brother named in his bio. He has a and sister. Like no, he has a sister. 
That's it. You know what? I cannot believe. That's okay. Go back. Uh, can I f- go back in time? Because I think there was a time shift and we've all been sent on a new path. Right. I, I didn't argue with you because I thought I, it totally made sense to me. I was like, oh, yeah, right. The yeah. brothers. Uh, the Emmerichs the doing their brothers. thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely was remembering it with you. So why? Didn't question it. It's so easy to see it that it's not. I don't understand why I thought I, this so long. I'm 50. I also... I also think that there's a lot of this. For some reason, you know, Ridley Scott's brother Tony also has a fairly good career. And, yeah. you know, like it just, like you just, it's easy to just sort of imagine that James Cameron's brother, David Cameron, is a movie director. <laughs> I guess Johnny so. Cameron. I just thought that they collaborated all the time and that they were writing and it was all, it was Roland Emmerich would often direct and his brother would write. But sometimes Nolan the, Emmerich, I love that. Roland, so I mean Thank Roland, you. Roland. I keep saying Nolan, Christopher, <laughs> Christopher <laughs> Nolan Emmerich. Yeah. Ah, I, I'm. I honestly. Now he has a close. He has a. He has a, somebody he does write with a lot. Harold, uh, Harold, closer. I guess that's how you yeah, say it. Yeah, it's not his brother. So, I mean, though. but he's done things as well. So I don't know. I don't know. Dude. Seriously, you guys, I I feel but stupid. I feel stupid about Randy, this. Randy, did. Randy, were you fooled with uh, thinking these were going to be spaceships you were going to see at the end of this foom film? Foom? No, foom? no, not at all. Good question, though. I, yeah. uh, uh, it was it was very evident to me that this was a very terrestrial movie, and like I couldn't imagine that if you had any kind of extraterrestrial connection, you would mm-hmm. spring it on me very late in the movie. I just like. It it like the beginning of the movie. There's all of these things about the planets lining up, and like you even see, like shots of <laughs> of planets and their moons in some sort of alignment. Yeah. I don't know what yeah. they're trying to tell you, mm-hmm. but it's very very clear. Like when we invent this, neutrinos has has evolved BS that it's it's going to be terrestrial. Yeah. No surprises. Yeah. By the way, you guys never did find out what I thought was gross. Oh, oh yeah, was yeah. It? I don't know how we did that. We got way off of it somehow, but and I did it too. But um, uh, it is uh, it's the sewer spraying all over the limo because there was a big oh, sewer yeah, pipe. Yeah, yeah. That limo was what covered was the point in shit. That, that yeah, was... and there was one door. There was a door missing on that limo. Yep. So yep. And the kid goes, "Ooh, it stinks!" Back. And I'm thinking, "Yeah, dude, it does yeah. stink." Yeah, because you are basically inhaling sewer, raw sewage from San Francisco, I, which is kind of on the street these days. <laughs> I was I was hoping that uh, what grossed you out the most was going to be the Adam Lambert song "Time for Miracles." <laughs> is that what is that, that what was? was playing at the end? It was terrible, yeah. pretty rough, terrible, it's pretty rough. Yeah, really and we was. also got we also got a filter song called "Fades Like a Photograph." I like mm-hmm. I like filter. Uh, mm-hmm. but, oh, fun fact: the lead singer. Unless I'm wrong about this too. Lee. This is Roland Emmerich. This is Roland Scott Emmerich. questions everything. It, speaking of brothers, it's the, uh, what's the T-1000's name? Forgot his name. Robert Patrick? His name? Right, yeah. His brother yeah. is the lead singer for Filter. So there. Look that, that and that is true. You yeah. are correct that about correct. that. And yeah. and Richard Patrick, the lead singer for Filter, uh, is still alive. So. Yes, because he, oh. do you want to take my picture? Because I won't remember, he always says. so. Right. You want to take my picture? I used to love that song. I could hear that now and be happy. I really could. Right. All right. So what was what was what was uh, Emmerich, whatever his first name is, his Roland brother Roland. Emmerich. <laughs> oh, no. um, so so apparently uh, no no uh, pollution control on those uh, arcs there. Just a lot of 
black smoke oh. coming out of those uh, chimneys. Oh, yeah. They were chimney, yeah. chimneys, man. That, and that's just really have time to make them green. <laughs> right. And that's just, that's just the facts. As soon as things – like right now we're in a pandemic and we've, we've actually cut down on our pollution, mm-hmm. but it's because we can afford to do that. As soon as things go really bad, we're going to start polluting like you've never seen. Mm-hmm. Like we're just going to turn on the smokestacks. The, the right. second just things go turn really bad. Turn it all on, baby. Why not? Let's just do it. I keep hoping that we figure out a way to see this and go, oh, man, we can do some things that will help. It's going to come back in some ways, but it'd be nice if we could keep a little bit of that clear sky going because I've gotten used to it and I really like it. It's very nice outside. Like if you live out in the country, you don't know how this is. But if you've seen, go find one of those slider pictures online of L.A. before and after or of even Salt Lake City before and after, Denver before and after. It's Mm-hmm. It is. It's amazing. And I'm, we've talked about this on TMS, but I'm really hoping that companies say, wow, you know, these some a subset of our employees totally can work from home. Let's do that and let's save money on some of our uh, uh, office so, space. Thing. Yeah. So I just want to I want to tamp that down a little bit. Mm-hmm. It oh, of is, course you it do. Is, I'm just saying it's <laughs> overstated. It's overstated. Yeah. Well, of course it is. It's, it's absolutely overstated. But sure. it, they're showing sure. you the they're showing you the middle of the worst day and the middle of the best day. You know. Yeah. Like, of course. But it's yeah. still pretty impressive. I mean, I, I'm t- I can tell you from a, a valley that is used to having a horrible inversion every year all the time, uh, and more and you know lots of growth and more and more pollution as a result. The Salt Lake Valley is a brown haze a lot of the year, and you, you wait for rainstorms to come clean stuff out. Since this, it's so crystal clear. I can actually see Provo from a certain vantage point if I'm high enough. And I can uh, high up enough, not high enough. I don't smoke. Get out of your house, Scott. Yeah. And then I can see like from Draper, people people who live here will know what I'm talking about. But from like Draper, you can see from the point of the mountain all the way downtown. You can see buildings, details on the buildings. Signs are readable from that distance. And that city is a 30 minute drive away from where I'm standing. It's insane. I'm definitely imagining Scott on his roof doing this, squinting, looking. (laughs) Let me check this theory out. When you're high, you're high. Hey, guys, here to talk to you about feels. Talked about feels before, but I want to do it again. Do you experience stress or have anxiety or chronic pain or have trouble sleeping at least once a week, especially right now? Well, you're not alone. Many of us do. I know I have. In fact, I've very specifically had a little trouble with that lately. Again, you know, it's a hard time, so it's okay to admit it. Well, what is Feels? Let me tell you about them. Feels is a premium CBD oil delivered directly to your doorstep. What does Feels do? Well, it makes you feel better. Naturally helps you reduce stress, anxiety, pain, sleeplessness, all that sort of stuff. Place a few drops of Feels under your tongue and feel the difference within minutes. The thing to remember about CBD is finding the right dose. That's really important because everyone's dose is different. So leave room to experiment across for a week or so. You may need to take more or less depending on what kind of effects you're looking for. If you're new to CBD, Feels offers free CBD uh, hotline and text message support to help guide your personal experience. And um, it helps you feel better naturally. Feels works naturally to help you feel better. There's no high, hangover, or addiction. Feels has me feeling my best every day, and it can help you too. Join the Feels community to get Feels delivered to your door every month. You save money on every order, and you can pause or cancel at any time. So here's the offer. Feels, and by the way, that's F-E-A-L-S. 
has me feeling my very best every day. It can help you to become a member today by going to feels.com slash film sack and you'll get 50% off your first order with free shipping. That's F-E-A-L-S dot com slash film sack to become a member and get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash film sack. That's feels.com slash film sack. Uh, t- uh, tr- uh, hey, clips. Let's do clips. I got clips. Clips. Yeah. Here's some clippage from the clip list of clips. Here's a clip here for you. Hold on. I got to get this up here. Okay. Here comes the clips, everyone. The clips begin this way with uh, fish curry. She gets more beautiful every time I see her. Why is that? Strange, isn't it? But the fish curry is still awful. Ooh. The fish curry is still awful. Her fish curry is still awful. Man. Not a euphemism. No. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope not. Jeez, Her fish curry is still awful. The fish curry is still awful. <laughs> I felt bad for that dude, but still, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always the Indian guy always gets screwed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. All right, I don't know what this is. That feels very good. Oh, <laughs> the old oh, guy. The eyes feet. That, oh, yeah. yeah. I just, that should go into like your top 20 sound clips on your soundboard. <laughs> I like right? it, too. Yeah. That feels very good. That's a good one. You can, <laughs> you, that is an all-purpose soundbite. Yeah, I agree. All right, here's some money talk with Oliver Platt. Tonight, with your extraordinary generosity, we have raised $1.7 million dollars million dollars everybody laugh (laughs) pay for one tenth of an arc ticket yep right or one one thousandth of an arc ticket right the oligarch paid what a billion euros for three seats or no euros for three seats three billion a billion per seat right oh per seat okay yeah I think those places weren't nice enough for a billion dollars. But they're twins. They can sit in each other's laps. I yeah. don't have a window? What the hell is this? <laughs> what is this? No window for billion Bring me someone to punch. <laughs> um, all right. That guy's not as old as he looks, by the way. He's like, uh, I mean, he's an older guy. Well, but he's obviously, he can throw a living. fat kid 20 feet. <laughs> he totally can. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. Here's Ibit on prom night. Got clips from your mom. Uh, she sent these in. Yep. This was an interesting one because this is, I guess your girlfriend was getting a little frisky in the car, the back seat. your friends were driving, uh, or you're in limo. Maybe, I don't know. But, uh, this is what uh, you said to her as things were getting weird. Hey, easy. That's a $600 jacket. All right. Mm-hmm. Easy there. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know she was a little rough. Yeah. A little rough. Hey. A little rough. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, I feel bad asking this question. Why is that scene in this movie? Why uh, it, it, it establishes what? It establishes that There's government is going on between, as usual and the yeah. scientist with the new information is coming to break it to the powers that be and they have to read the paper and then they freak out and now everybody goes into high alert mode. That's all. But why the jacket? Oh, well, cause it, because nobody would believe that there was just a massive rush for toilet paper. <laughs> right. And I, Oh, by the way, I didn't record this, but for I really thought the guy at the door when he said, I'm sorry, sir, this is a black tie event. I thought he said, I'm sorry, sir. This is a black guy event to the black guy. Like, then I'm where I'm supposed to be. Get out. Yeah. <laughs> but I then really he didn't did. put on the black tie. He just put on a jacket. Right. And I was like, that's not right. No. That's not right. It's not just the jacket that matters. Yeah. As far as I know, I don't think you can. If it's a black tie event, it's black tie, right? You still got to have a black tie. Yeah. It's right there in the word. It's right there in the name. The jacket is, you know, the jacket is implied, but the, the tie is in the title. That's right. Go back and rewrite your movie and make a new one. <laughs> 
Uh, here's, uh, what's this? A big, I don't know what this is. You must understand I have a very big family, mister. Oh. That <laughs> mister. Was the, that was the, um, mister. Uh, that was the crown, crown prince of Saudi Arabia lookalike guy. He's had a right. weird voice to me. Uh, this sounded dirty. We are heading for the biggest solar climax in recorded history. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> solar climax. Hey. Solar climax. Was it good for you? Kick it. <laughs> Was it good for you, Earth? How about you, Mercury? How you feeling, Jupiter? <laughs> I felt the Earth move. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> it was good. Uh, here's a... They kept making these references throughout the movie, but here's the first one. We have to move back to Wisconsin. Oh, now get some... That'll be talked about later. Uh, here's the doctor from Enterprise. He's in this early Trek nerd uh, thing here. This is unbelievable. 2,700 degrees Celsius or 40,000 feet. I know. It sounds completely implausible. Nonetheless, no. we're ticking off an increase of almost 0.5%. Per day? No. Per hour. Okay. Doing the no. worst English yeah. accent. It's per a hour. horrible accent. Now, if he's actually English, I'll eat my hat because it's bad. It's very bad. And I've mm. heard that guy in lots of movies and TV shows. He's never yeah, done that no, accent before. Never. No, I don't think he's English at all. So I think he's faking that. Um, but anyway. John Do- Billingsley? Yeah. Doctor from Enterprise. His name is Billingsley. Yeah. He <laughs> He was good in uh, he was good in Enterprise actually. So he was mm-hmm. a high point. So do you guy. think the lisp is an affectation of his, or is it? Do you think he really talks with a lisp? Because he he does that affectation in a lot of his movies, or does that lisp in a lot of his movies? Maybe he's just got it. Maybe I don't know. He's maybe a lisp. This, maybe he's, this, he's just, just got the lisp. You know what I'm saying? It just, just makes me feel like if I were standing there talking to him, he'd be spraying me with saliva yeah. the whole time right. that I was talking he's to him. He's got the lisp. All right, here's a. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> here's uh here's laughing woody <laughs> that's funny yeah it is funny <laughs> that's a hoot there buddy uh here's a oh this is great pickle no <laughs> no 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 no, no. no. has been sitting out oh. on a plate for three hours no thank I thought, you. I thought it was just a great way of john kuzak saying no, <laughs> no. it was I, yeah i thought i heard oh I don't oh. know why. Oh, well, let's play it again. I can tell you. Hold on. No. No, he says no. 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 <laughs> Here's uh, the dumbest line in the movie. Download my blog. Okay. Download, Download your blog. blog. Yeah. Oh, my God. The whole blog. <laughs> Get the whole blog down. That's what you got to do. Yeah. I was kind of, I was kind of the only way to read was... it is download it onto your uh, hard drive, print it, and then read yeah. it on paper. Yeah. It's made, I'm that part's made harder because he made a really kick-ass flash animation. So he knows mm-hmm. his stuff. He knows what he had to do to optimize that for download and for viewing in real time in 2009, whatever level of bandwidth was out there. He knows not to say, download my blog. He, right. know, he, knows. Right. he knows. By the way, I just want to admit that I carry all of the worst uh, or the hardest instincts about these things. So mm-hmm. like, I think there should only be one space after a period. I think very, very much that the Oxford comma should always be used where, wherever appropriate. And damn it, a blog is a website. And when you make a post on there, that's a blog post. Yeah. And I'm just, I can't ever let go of that. It's going to be the knit that I pick the rest of my life. Yeah. But when someone says, hey, I need you to read my new blog, I'm waiting for them to say post. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I need them to say post. Well, maybe after- he just put, maybe he just. 
set up. No, no, no. I'm not talking about this guy. This, this is fine. This is totally fine. I just like it is. It is bugs. I have not referred to. I have not referred to anything that I have posted in a very long time as a blog post or anything related to blog. I never say blog. I'll say blog post sometimes for the site. I'm like, yeah, you can get it on the blog. I post it on the blog as well, like when I'm talking about the new comic or something. But I don't. Mm. I don't ever say. have you seen my blog? Blog. <laughs> that's an old term. Just, so. right. just every day of my life, I'm I'm on Twitter and people are linking to and saying, "Read my new blog about this. Read my new blog about that." I'm like, "That's a website. You need to." Work, that's a website. That's a blog post, post in there. It's, yeah, it's a post on your website. Say that. I agree. All right, it'll come back in full fashion with the kids. You watch. Mm-hmm. Here's uh, I wrote <laughs> I wrote here that this was a little too real right now. I mean, just think about it, okay? First, the stock market would go. Then the economy, boom! The dollar, boom! And then pandemonium in the street. Yeah, hopefully we don't get to that last bit, the pandemonium. Wow. Dogs and cats living together. Mass boom. hysteria! <laughs> All right, here's... I, oh, sorry, yes? I... I just you just reminded me that this movie compresses distances too much for me for me like mm. if you were if you escaped from Santa Monica on an airplane uh flying all the way to Yellowstone would take a lot of time and be you know difficult it'd be fine uh, as long as you did it quietly then, <laughs> then flying then flying to Las Vegas then flying to Honolulu then flying to China it's just like that I don't know it just it just seems weird to me like he drove a limo with his kids in it all the way to Yellowstone before all of this. Like, mm-hmm. he drove a limo. Like, I, I'm, I live, I live where he started, yeah. and I think of Yellowstone as a very, very long way away. That's it is. It is a long way away. Mm-hmm. You're right. It's, it's. They're just long stretches of time where nobody's talking to each other as they're just waiting to get to their next destination. It's like, like the last two seasons. Or, uh, yeah, the last two seasons of of Game of Thrones. People oh, yeah, were teleporting right. in that show. Like, how are they mm-hmm. getting around? Right. They may as well. They just made such a big it. deal about it in the first few seasons. Like, oh yeah, no, he's still on his way to to Winterfell. No, mm-hmm. still on his way to Winterfell this episode too. And yeah, yeah it's probably not going to get there for the next three or four episodes. And then all of a sudden, yeah, Tyrion's like, hey, I just got back from this place. Where was it? Nine billion miles away, and it should have taken me months. <laughs> right. so. This movie does that same thing, yeah. and it just, I don't know. I, I I couldn't stop thinking about. Oh wow. Okay, so now we're seven days later. No, no, no. Nope. It seems like we're seven hours later. How did yeah, that happen? That's weird. All right, here's a here's a what's this? Thousands of hands. I don't know what this is. Oh, okay. There are no boobs in this movie, but here's a reference to them. Women pay me thousands of dollars to handle their boobs. Handle their boobs. Boobs. Mm-hmm. Gordon boobs. At the, Gordon at the grocery store. Right. As you can tell, most of my clips are from early in the film because there aren't like a lot of memorable ones. Just because you can touch other boobs. Does it mean you can also touch someone else's? Boobs? Yeah, you need consent, buddy. Yeah. Exactly. Right. And technically, they're not paying you to touch their boobs; they're paying you to right. fix their boobs. Yeah, or it's, that, their boobs. Right. it's like that flimsy argument of, "Oh, I've seen, I've seen lots of penises." <laughs> That's right. It's like, no, no, that is not how that works. Yeah, you haven't seen mine. You haven't seen Thank my flimsy much. penis. Yeah. Right. Uh, here's a. <laughs> Are you prepared <laughs> to see my flimsy penis? <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's some bad Russian for you from uh, someone. He needs to concentrate now, Mr. Karpov. Oh, the guy at the boxing match. He just had bad, it's a mm-hmm. bad accent. Yeah. Yeah. At least the dude, the other dude's like real Eastern European slash Russian slash whatever sounding, but that dude not so much. 
All right, fake Arnold Governor, here he is. The Caltech, that in the last 36 hours, we had basically zero earthquake activity in Southern California. He's terrible. Southern California. There's at least three people on this show who can do a better Arnold Schwarzenegger right. than that guy. Dude, <laughs> my dog could do better than that. Yeah. Uh, like this. The worst is over. The verst. <laughs> the verst is over. It's like German. We have not reported any more seismic activity. But like Scott, you were saying early in the show that there's stuff like this that is interesting to examine. Yeah. Like you know, yeah, like the 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 leader lying or not knowing, so trying to assure you in mm-hmm. the midst of terrible disaster. That's an interesting plot point. Mm-hmm. Something that yeah. you could unpack. Oh yeah, right? for sure. Like uh, uh, leaders who know better that are saying. Well, this this is all a little too real now too, but uh but you know, leaders who who know better of what they're saying and then they just they 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 understate it or they under uh underinform, it's a that's a scare that's a scary thing to explore. It really is. So yeah. I mean, they just did it with such terrible rapping in this case that it was hard to take seriously. But yeah, I like that idea. Also, Arnold would have been on that thing and his two donkeys with him. He would have had the donkeys. Right. <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah, he's been reporting from his house lately, hasn't he? Right. Yeah, that's right. He, he sits and eats. He with his donkeys. sits and eats salads and feeds his donkeys parts of his salad slowly on TikTok. I love, I love crazy Arnie these yeah. days. Yeah. It's kind I of didn't my, know this is how it would end. Yeah, this is kind of my. <laughs> it's kind of my favorite version of him, if I'm honest. Mm-hmm. I, I like yeah. It. yeah. Does For Does sure. anybody have a favorite thing that's happened in the current pandemic, where a person is coming to you? from their home where they used to be, you know, n- not Jimmy, Jimmy Fallon's stuff lately. We, and we weren't, we were never really big fans of the, the tonight show with Jimmy Fallon. We didn't hate it, but we just, you know, we preferred Kimmel, but the last uh, couple of weeks we've just tuned in sporadically to Jimmy Fallon's thing. And he's, he's doing the monologue with no audience. He's, you know, there's just this dead silence every time he tells a joke and it is so hilarious. Yeah. yeah so, just I think Trevor, it. Trevor really Noah's, you're doing a really good job. I think um, uh, the other dude who I can't think of, I don't really don't even like normally, but the current- apparently all, all the backstreet boys are, are together at their homes. Um, I just want to, I, I want to call one out. That's just crazy to me. And they, I don't know why I saw this. Is there a late night show hosted by the, by the backstreet boys? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. I thought we were talking about radio or TV house and you were, but you, you said celebrities. Like, just, you can't drop a bomb like to, that. Well, Randy said celebrities. So I, I just wanted to reference that. Because no, 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 it was it's amazing. Good. It's good. No, you're right. You're right. I'm glad they're together doing something. Eating. Anyway, I, but the thing that blew my mind was that apparently uh, for like a year leading up to when this pandemic started, David Blaine was making a Hulu special. And uh, the, the thing was they were going to finish it. They were going to, film these like live introductory scenes in late March. And then they were going to release the special in early April, but then uh, stay at home started. And so David Blaine has a special right now that just came out where the first like three minutes are him at home, like on a uh, zoom with people mm. and it's terrible. It is so bad. It, you have to see this for how bad it starts because you like it, this thing starts and you're like, oh no, David Blaine is going to do Zoom magic, but no, 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 he's actually got a lot of great footage that the the of of actual magic from oh, so they're just playing that and showing that stuff. Okay, 
Yeah, it's it's so freaking weird. Like seriously, that is weird. I, I it just blew my mind. I thought, man, is this could this be a thing now? Could we have everything like this? Like, could uh, uh, the next episode of Modern Family somehow be? You know what I mean? All of the actors at their homes, like you know. Well, who was I reading? Some comedy team who writes a. I can't remember the show they write that's so popular right now. Anyway, they are they are actually now developing a comedy based on people being stuck at home and they can only communicate this way. And I forgot who it is. At first, I would, I would normally I'd hear that kind of thing and go, okay, whatever. But the people doing it, I was like, oh, those guys are funny. I could see, but I, no, but now I don't remember what they do. I have no idea what they do or who they are. So I brought that up for nothing. Is what's happened there. Mm-hmm. Just like this movie. Uh, here's some. Here's a. Oh, here's a. Um, here's an. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Was the guy? Was the guy oh, was the, oh yeah. George, Jazzy, what's his name? Jazzington. Oh yeah. oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right. Here's a little girl scream. <laughs> All right. Oh yeah. Thank you. That can get really high. Yeah. <laughs> here's a. Uh, here's a dumb line. I'm coming home, Dorothy. I'm coming home, Dorothy. <laughs> Right. He wasn't clutching his chest though. That's I was really missing an opportunity there. He should have said, "I'm too old for this shit." When that thing that would have been more on, yeah, that'd be more on brand. Yeah, but uh, yeah, you're Danny Glover, dude. You're supposed you do, to, you're, yeah. He's yeah. getting too old for this shit. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. oh, mm-hmm. red light on the on the thing. Uh, all right. <laughs> I think Brian heard me say that before. Did you miss that, Brian? When I said that, I must have missed that. You said that? Yeah, I just yeah. said it <laughs> right before the on air light. Yeah. Right before the on-air light on the suitcase. <laughs> uh, all right. That, here's the South Pole. Oh. Actually, that's the South Pole now. Okay. Fake yeah. accent. Now. Right here. Yeah. <laughs> here's the engine start. Engine. Start. Start. <laughs> Do you have to say it like that? Uh, yeah. That's maybe, just, that maybe is how it prevents uh, somebody from stealing your car. Nobody wants to try and, and uh, say it that slowly. Engine. <laughs> It's like, a, it's like a great encapsulation of the whole movie too. yeah it yeah. kind of is Dark. he's pretty great all right how about this final clip here something went wrong something must have gone wrong something must have gone are you kidding me of course something went wrong <laughs> he's starting to lose steam at the end because you hear him kind of fall out <laughs> there's something went wrong. all right there you go there's your uh there's your clips uh, enjoyed the heck out of those. Now time for this. Whoops. <laughs> time for the film sack checklist. I was told there were spaceships. Check. Uh, President Glover was too old for this shit. Check. And finally, they should have gotten the rights to play Africa during the credits. I <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, yeah. Have Adam Lambert do an Africa cover if you oh, need to. Why not? That would have been fine. You've already got him on the on the hook. Here's your uh, Star Trek connection. Stephen McCaddy was uh, a character here. He was Captain Michaels. We talked about him. On DS9, he played Romulan Senator Venrick in the sixth season episode, The Pale Moonlight, where he uh, you hear his memorable line, it's a fake. I don't know how memorable that is because I'm just now <laughs> hearing it. Anyway, on Enterprise, he played the alien foreman in the third season episode, The Zindi. And then John Billingsley's our other guy, Professor West here on Enterprise, played Dr. Flox, or Plox, rather, uh, the Denoblian chief medical officer of the Enterprise NX-01. And I'd give this soundtrack grade an A for adventure It's just what it needs to be for what it is. It's adventure 
nothing special. Yeah. Just a victory. Yeah. It's I, I enjoy, formula yeah. uh, formula mm-hmm. action movie. Yeah, pretty much. That's what you get. All right, let's sum it up in uh, the Twitter post. You guys do this in 280 characters or less. I think we should start this week with Randy. 2012. Rekindle lost love with your ex, but don't go for the pocket pickles, if you know what I mean, and let yourself go. You're wearing a diaper years after everyone else stopped wearing them, just like a Saturday night at Ibiza. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was hoping you were going there. Three times during recording this, because uh, I'm wearing one right now. Uh, also, uh, Brian Dunaway. That's me. 2012. Push the button. Don't push the button. Whatever. Read my new blog. Period. Two spaces. Hashtag Randy Go Nuts. I just want to. I just want to state for the record. I wrote down the phrase "pocket pickles" uh, before hearing Brian Dunaway's greeting on the show, and I'm not letting it go. Yeah. That is a great comp. It is a great. One. It is pocket pickles. Finally, Brian Ibbett. I almost did 2012. This movie was longer than 2012, but I did that in our in our chat, so I decided not to. Stick with 2012. It. This movie had the backing of Steve Wynn after he left MGM Resorts. Don't believe me? In those shots of Las Vegas, the Wynn Hotel is the only thing standing on the east side of Las Vegas Boulevard. Oh, my gosh. Is that true? did not notice that. I didn't notice that either. That's crazy. I love uh, Vegas is getting destroyed stuff. I'm into that. Me too. As much as I love Vegas, I love seeing movies where it gets destroyed. Yeah, it's fun. Like that Godzilla movie did a pretty good job of laying waste to it. Uh, All right. Well done, everybody. Um, But that means there's this thing to do. Alternate titles. These were just handed to me. Wow, this one. I'm glad they didn't go with this one. It was a little too on the nose, but it was almost called 2012. I'm sorry. 2012 Years a Slave. (laughs) Wow. Get it? it? Because, you know, Chewy Tell did the edge of the floor. I am so proud of you right now. Yeah, it was pretty pretty good. good. Uh, then, or the other one is uh, the Waterworld prequel. It was almost called that, but uh, mm-hmm. turns out they found Africa and it didn't work. Uh, hey, emails. This is uh, time for emails. We got one from Joe Acosta. Is that a yeah. real, like a CNN reporter or something? Do you say that every time we bring him up for, he comes up with yeah, a lot of our yeah. Babel Royales. Why do he I is. do that every time? His name is so familiar to me. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I was listening to Film Sack 459 Final Destination as you began talking about Taco Bell. At that moment, I was driving through my local Taco Bell, meaning the drive-thru, not the restaurant. Right. Uh, the more I heard you speak about the dangers of Taco Bell, the more I realized that this was a sign that I needed to run, <laughs> nay, not run to the border, but run away. Alas, my escape was blocked by several vehicles behind oh, me. He says my Taco es- Bell drive-thru. <laughs> I know they're bad. I escaped my fate, my, accepted my fate, and ordered my two bean burritos and a diet Pepsi. Mm. As of this writing of this email, four hours later, no gastrointestinal evils have befallen me. I was able to escape my final destination of the bathroom. Many thanks, well, Joe Acosta. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. It it all comes around. You can't you can't escape it forever. You're right. Final destination. I yep. just I just realized why I never go to Taco Bell. Why? I only drink Coca Cola products. Oh yeah, it's oh, all yeah, Pepsi. They're there. all Pepsi. All all Pepsi yeah. all the time. Yeah. Really? They have. It I just, always get Mountain Dew. I'm not. I'm not that diehard of a soda guy. So um, I'm. I'm not gonna. Me either. I'll take whatever they got. Place. I don't mind. Yeah. Well, these days I don't. I'll say I'll say Coke, and they'll get they'll go. We only have Pepsi. Whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Uh, McDonald's has a great. uh, So, McDonald's famous for their Coke uh, being a little bit different formula, and everyone loves it more or whatever. I didn't know that. This is supposed to be true. I don't know. It seems like it's maybe there's something to it. They have a special formula they worked out with Coke years ago or something. Anyway, 
Um, because I'm not doing the sugar anymore, I always have to get some kind of, if I'm going there, I got to get diet and I don't like diet Coke at all. And they don't do Coke zero there. So I get the diet Dr. Pepper and I'm here to tell you that is one of the better of the diet, diet drinks taste wise. Yeah. 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 It's not bad. It's not bad. Pib Zero is still, Pib Zero is still one of my favorites. And unfortunately, um, it is not, the only place I ever see it is at the AMC theater Coke. Uh, machine thingy that whatever that's called freestyle coke freestyle machine oh the yeah the one that makes everything yeah mm-hmm, the one that makes everything. I hate that's that. a bummer i, I want i wish there were i wish those things yeah. were at every restaurant or something just like uh, you know that what happened with the coke zero orange vanilla that uh randy was the first person ever told me about is that people started making that on the freestyle machines and then it became mm. such a thing that they decided to create a button for it and then they decided to actually put it in cans and because and, they're um, collecting your data. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know, let them collect but, the data that everybody likes Pib Zero. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's Once fine. theaters open back data. up, that is. <laughs> yes. I, that's the thing. I, I'm, I like, I want to advertise for the Freestyle app right now because it's awesome. Yeah. You mm-hmm. have a little blue, Bluetooth thing going on. Some of them you scan a QR code. And the next thing you know, you're telling the machine exactly what percentage of vanilla you want in there. But we're not going to those. No. Right also, now. we're not touching them. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to be a while before I feel comfortable just hand-gobbing the, the freaking screen on those, on those things. Hand-gobbing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm all about the hand-gobbing. Because that is some serious viral surface right there, man. I don't know. Touch screens. We were wrong the whole time. Oh, no. All right. Uh, Bernie Walter also wrote in and says, uh, sorry, Bernie, that's not a fart sound for you. <laughs> directed, directed right at him, too. Yeah, Jeez. Didn't mean to do that. Says, so I was pursuing Hulu, and I love, I love the thing that he's pursuing it. That's cool. Pursuing it? He's perusing. Oh, perusing, probably. He, he, he wrote yeah. pursuing, so I think it was a thing. Oh, no, no. He wrote per, perusing. You're right. I, I misread it. He, sorry, Bernie. Bernie, I farted on you, and I, I misrepresented your words. Anyway, says, I was perusing hulu and checking out the new movies uh that have been released on there earth girls are easy is streaming i know it's on the list guys it has to be mm-hmm. check it says mm-hmm. bernie walter i don't remember this what is earth girls are easy i don't know what that oh, is what yeah what what i don't know what that is I have no gina idea. davis uh it's a, a spaceship with three brightly colored aliens lands in her swimming pool she's a hairdresser mm-hmm. jim carrey damon wayans I think zero mem- memory of this. Really? Yep. Oh Damon wow. Wayans was Julie. That that part? Yeah, Damon Julie, Wayans. Right. Homecoming Queen's got a gun, girl. Uh, Julie, Julie. Julie Brown. Brown? Julie mm-hmm. Brown. Downtown Julie Brown. Uh, the, or the, not the downtown Julie yeah. Brown. More okay. of an uptown Julie Brown. There are way too many Julie Browns at one point. Okay, here it is. Nineteen. <laughs> no wubba wubba wubba. In the, the other alien is Jeff Goldblum. Oh, oh right. right. Of course. Duh. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In 1988's Earth Girls Are Easy. Here it is. Yeah, I've never seen this. I have no idea. Wow. Yeah. Okay. But that's some early Jim Carrey. Jeez. Good it's very early Jim Carrey, yeah. In fact, mm-hmm. isn't that, for him and Damon Wayans, that's pre- um, In Living Color. In Living Color, right? Mm-hmm. It's hard to believe that was 1980. Michael McKeon's in that? Larry Linville from MASH? <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I didn't remember him. Wow. Oh, wow. He plays Dr. Bob. Okay. Charles Rocket. I'm in if One we want to. First people to ever drop an f bomb on Saturday Night Live. Oh, mm-hmm. all right then. Oh yeah, the the uh, black feller. No, 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 different guy. No, 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 no. <laughs> different one. <laughs> white feller played uh, Bruce Willis's brother on Moonlighting. Right, right, right. He's a white feller. <laughs> I hate to. He's a white feller. I hate to right now. <laughs> I hate to sound like I only have one drum to beat right now, but someone 
figure out how to do a new episode of Saturday Night Live where all of the stars are at their homes. Figure oh, it out. Uh, they're, oddly enough, they're doing that tonight. They're doing that. Yeah, they're yeah. doing that tonight. It's happening. Yeah. Help, help, it's happening. You predicted it <laughs> in you your go. head. And you, it can, you, can stop, you can stop beating that drum. Yep. And find I, am, right. I am all in. Yep. Uh, okay. Let's see. That's it. Those are emails. Uh, if you want to send us an email, you can. Yeah, filmsack at gmail.com. There's also a form on the site that lets you just send a quick message if you'd prefer to use that at filmsack.com. So we'd recommend doing that. Our next film is Space Jam. Yeah, that's right. Space Jam. 1996, is it? Do I have that right? I believe you are. Is it 96 or 98? I believe it is 97, something like that. Uh, It is um, notable because there is an entire massive generation of 90s kids who adore and revere this film. Uh, I quite like it myself. I would have been 25 or something at the time, Mm -hmm. but I loved it. And I don't know how it holds up because I don't think I've seen it in that many years. So... Uh, we'll see. It's also famous for maintaining its very old, ancient, crappy HTML1 website. Uh, yes. Still to this day, it's still up at SpaceJam.com. Go look at it if you're inter- interested. Plus, we're working on a um, Don Cheadle um, Space Jam 2. Yeah, so that is happening, yeah. apparently. Yeah, um, so it's a good time wait, to Don Cheadle. Space Jam. Don Cheadle? What's he doing in it? Yeah, What's Don Cheadle. He's, uh, I have no idea. He was in the... <laughs> he's going to be one of the villains, maybe? Oh. In John Cheeto? Don, John <laughs> Cheadle. Yeah, John Cheeto. John... Cheetle. Uh, so hold on a second. John Cheetos. Who's uh, John Cheetos? I had uh, heard. I had heard Cheetle. mixed mixed information about who the player was going to be, and some said it was LeBron, and others said it was who's Steph the, Curry. Steph Curry. That was the other Curry. one. So I wonder which one they'll go with. It seems like LeBron James is your guy. I would think. Right. But anyway, it could be a bunch of them. Yeah, it could be a whole bunch. It could have been. Hmm, I don't know. And they and then they always do cameos, and I like that. Like bring in these other players that are current, get some of the old guys back, like get Charles Barkley out there again. He was in the first one, but also, Oh, and there's a Utah connection. Uh, that, who's that really tall, skinny guy who played for the 76ers for a while. Um, center can't think of his name, but he's from this tiny town in central Utah. And we used to just think that was so cool. He was in the NBA. Anyway, there's that. And then, uh, also Bill Murray's in this and, uh, uh Wayne er, Knight. yeah, Wayne Knight <laughs> is in it. <laughs> Johnson, we have Johnson. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. He doesn't say Johnson. I don't know what he says. Um. Anyway, so get, look forward to that, you guys. Space Jam. Yeah. Uh, streaming on Netflix right now and available to you and us. So we're going to do it for next week. Uh, in the meantime, filmsec.com, as I mentioned, is the place to go to get all you need. Everything's there, including our Twitter accounts. Uh, the show's Twitter account is at filmsec. So please use that. Leave us reviews wherever you get the show. And thank you all for listening during these weird times. We're glad to have you here. We hope we're bringing some fun and some light listening pleasure to your ear holes. It's going to do it for us, for me, for Brian, for Brian, and for Randy. Gift shop. We'll see you next time. (laughs) Gift shop. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Oh, yeah.